Because I said it was 400 and she got offended. She was like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> Guy Wait, who is, makes that, 20... is that your DC Valley girl? What, what accent oh, is that, Shani? That's like a uh, white girl with privilege who's offended <laughs> because... Because... Her income is five hundred dollars an hour rather than four hundred. That's my so favorite. This is your impression of Cece is white girl with privilege who who charges five hundred dollars. Oh my god, yeah. she's gonna kill all of us. Started with this here podcast. I don't know. You guys, you're you're driving. Are, are you guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Welcome I'm ready. everybody. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Geek again. Hey, hey. That's my show. show. I'm not. The I am host. the captain now. All right. <laughs> Say hi. I'm wow, not this the host. this place has gone downhill since I left. <laughs> All right, shut the fuck up, everyone. I'm counting us in. Uh, All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to May We Geek Again. This is an oh. episode. Oh. <laughs> Who's that? Oh. God damn it. All right. All right. So this episode, uh, we're covering the last two episodes of season four, uh, episode 12 and 13. Uh, the Chosen, written by Aaron Ginsberg and Wade McIntyre. And Wait, Prim you don't Fire. even introduce. Ha- what? Calm your tits. I'm changing it up. Um, <laughs> this, this place is like, who is in charge of this who, fucking podcast? I am. This is and my show today. Wow, this is Arcadia. This is what happens. I'm this gonna mute dumpster both of fire. You. Oh my god! Like I joined so, the podcast, and there's like meth just on the floor. Who is and that like voice syringes. talking? That sounds familiar, but it's not supposed <laughs> to be there. Will you give me strength? <laughs> Now you know. Now you know what it was like to be me. All right. If you're listening to us, you've probably heard us before. This is Joe. I'm joined by Shaheen, and I guess she's considered hey a special guest, even though she's just kind of like went on a hiatus vacation. Uh, Jen is also joining us today for this extra large podcast. Um, Wait, who? Again, our name is May We Geek Again. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on iTunes. You can whoa, find whoa, us on whoa, Twitter. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down. Jen is back on the podcast. Oh my god! So a, a little programming note to our listeners: oh, um, my co—I'm the sober one today, so I am gonna wrangle these two stoned goats. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is gonna happen. This is huge. This is going to be a disaster. Um, and I guess, uh, do you want to push your blog, either of you? Since I guess people still blog. Freefloatingperspective.wordpress.com. Yeah, and you can find me on declareshenanigans.com. Um, for reviews of the hundred that when you first started posting that to reddit i thought your name would have been claire because declare shenanigans and i was like why does she go by jen i'm really confused it's like Um, a french girl what declare like declare like declare to say to announce to like do you not understand that English language. Well, let's get into the discussion questions. Oh, uh, right. well. So let's wrap this up. I want to go make Persian food. 
Oh, I want to um, eat Persian food. So we're talking we're talking about the last two episodes because Shaheen and I couldn't get our shit together to record last week because we both had stuff going on and we figured this would make a nice extra large podcast. Um, so, so it's going to we... hopefully be like an hour and 15. Yeah, let's keep it to a type 30. Um, <laughs> so Jen, since I guess we always ask our guests to go first, what were your impressions over these last two episodes? So um, the... The season ended with a fucking motherfucking bang. Um, ever since Die All Die Merrily hit, and then the the subsequent three episodes after that, it's been fan-fucking-tastic. Loved it. Um, I don't think I gave any of the episodes past Die All Die Merrily less than a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they... I think... I had a lot of issues with, with some of the things that were happening... Um, in the season prior to kind of the the last third of it. <clears throat> and everything seemed to come full circle. We had to be very patient with this season, in my honest opinion. And the last couple of episodes have really uh, upped the game as far as, like, action and what's going to happen next. And I just thought it was a really exciting ending. And Chosen was great. Um, I actually noticed the visual direction for once and, um, the finale I absolutely loved. It's my favorite finale of the series. Um, and I'm just so stoked to see where they go in season five. You mentioned action, like a lot of the plot moving forward and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you know, some people, some people that we talk to and some people on Reddit, people have been saying, yeah, I don't um, care. Who the yeah. fuck cares? Just people uh, being a little bit upset and not feeling like they're getting enough character moments with all of the action. Would you agree you with know, that? Or do you think that... I... You know what? I had a big fundamental issue with season three because of that. That we weren't getting character moments or that characters were a little bit uncharacteristic of, of where they've been in the past. And I felt that season four did give us character moments. <clears throat> I think they gave us... Um, people that we didn't necessarily want to spend that much time with. And I think that's where some of the criticism comes from. A lot of people want to see the core cast interacting with each other. And I do too, to be fair, because I love those interactions. I love the dynamics. But at the same time, we got some new character dynamics to take a look at. We've got some new characters, you know, net new characters to, to really not net new, but like we 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 sunk our teeth into folks like Amori and Echo and a little bit of Ilian um, and and Rowan this this season, and I like all of that stuff. I don't just go. I need I need Clark and Bellamy to talk. I wanted that for so very long in in season four, and it didn't happen for a long time. But I felt like the character work they did with other characters was really really good. So I think it was great. Um, I don't have a problem with it. All right. What about you, Shaheen? I, um, so I think that I agree with Jen and that they definitely tried to go more for character moments this season than anything else. Um, and I really like, again, I've said this before. I like how all these loose ends are coming together. Uh, just in this, last two episodes that we're talking about today um clark's list yeah. came back the rocket came back even the ghost eye ring that's been hanging up there for two seasons now nightblood uh, nightblood it, came it back it all around. came back yeah. yeah so this um i'm all on board with all of that 
I also like how the grounder and the sky people and the second dawn mythologies all came together. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the dialogues are not that great. Um, the, the dilemmas that they're facing are, are less vexing than they used to be. Um, we don't have those big moments like we had, um, you know, when Lexa betrayed Clark or when Clark had to. Wait, how, how would you say that that's not, that's not a big moment? I mean, like Octavia or not Octavia, but, uh, Clark and Jaha locking. I mean, this is a few episodes ago, but like locking Sky Crew out of the bunker. Like that's yeah, that, felt a that little... was, yeah, that felt like a really big moment to me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you knew that like, that was it. Like, like the, like, did you feel like you knew that that wasn't the end of that issue or like, why didn't it carry as much weight for you? It's just, uh, I, I'm not sure what the dilemma is that we're facing. It's too specific, I guess. Uh, the characters are acting kind of, um, to the, uh, sort of to just carry the story forward. They're like, they seem like they've been, um, engineered to give rise to this story. It's not clear what exactly the arguments are on either side. I don't know. This just doesn't feel like a real thing. And, and there's like a lot of Deus Ex Machina's this season that it just doesn't feel like any of this stuff is going to really be consequential. It just seems like, yeah, they're not the characters that we know are not going to die. And, you know, it's just like any other, um, you know, I don't know. And, and the characters seem somewhat confused, um, or extremely confused sometimes. We'll get to this, uh, later when we talk about the details of these two episodes, a lot of this stuff is going to come back, but maybe a lot of this is intended. I don't know. Um, but my viewing experience of this season wasn't as great as, uh, either of the past three seasons. Well, I'd be, I'd be kind of curious. And, and to your point, Jen, I, I do agree that this season might be one of the really good ones to binge. Um, and I'm usually not a rewatcher in that sort of way, but I could see the value and maybe over the hiatus have a like, okay, what's this season feel like on, on rewatch? Um, yeah. Because, you know, it, it definitely did start out kind of slow, but, but much like, like a Harry Potter book, there are a bunch of different little like, tokens that crop up and that again they all kind of came full circle towards the end even even at the end of season three when we saw Allie in in the ghost eye ring you knew that that wasn't the last of her like as soon as they started talking about going to space you're like somehow somehow they're gonna like get back up there um but I actually this actually brings me to, to sort of another question a lot of spoilers got leaked uh, you know, a lot of pages and stuff. I don't know how much you guys were insulated from any of the spoiler leaks, um, in which case, you know, if you were insulated from it, was this a twist? Um, you know, or if you did see some spoilers, did you like how it, you know, turned out at the end? Um, uh, was what a twist? Well, yeah, well, what was a twist? I mean, you know, that Clark gets left behind, that they do go up into space, that, you know... <clears throat> That, that Octavia, I mean, I guess none of the spoilers, I don't think any of us really knew what was going to happen with Octavia, but, but everything that kind of happened on Silence Island, um, you know, before the flashback, or flash yeah. forward, rather, mm. um, was that a surprise? Like, was no. Clark not being on the rocket an actual surprise? No. I, I wasn't spoiled. Um, but everything, 
everything that I had read into Clark's character this season about her journey was was going from the the macro decision where she kills a bunch of people to save a bunch of people to the micro decision where she learns kind of the value of self-sacrifice to, to either um, save a lot of people or to save people who are very personally important to her. So I felt like that was going to happen also because the, 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 the threads that had been, um, the threads that had been uh, woven into into uh, season four had been starting to wrap up a little. Like the things that they had dangled out there that I'm like, okay, so why, wh- what was the importance of the list? Um, where, why did we have to go through burning the ark? What, why was any of that important? Why was the Nightblood solution a- a- and its eventual failure, quote unquote, why was that there? It felt like we were marking time a lot. But at the end, everything came full circle except for the Nightblood thing. Um, and we had seen Clark um, spitting up blood in the previous episode, which basically said, well, night blood doesn't immediately work. But of course, Bellamy also um, made note that Luna got better. Yeah. Um, so I was like, OK, so the night blood in my mind, I'm like, the night blood still has to come in play. Clark has to come full circle in some sort of way. And this seems like a good point for a Clark self-sacrifice because that hasn't happened yet. But every single season kind of ended with Clark doing something dramatic. Um, so she, you were waiting for the drama. Yeah, I was waiting to see how exactly she dies. Um, and, you know, to me, it wasn't like she was going to take an arrow or anything to the skull. It was like, okay, well, she's going to stay behind for some reason. And they'll leave her behind because of whatever reason. Um, she'll quote unquote die. And then we'll see a flash forward, perhaps. And I, I think I knew the flash forward was happening because of the preview and her being in completely different um uh, clothing was a it was a dead giveaway that they were doing a flash forward. So like going into the finale, I I didn't expect to see a time jump happen in the finale. Uh, but I kind of I kind of could feel out the other things without being spoiled, except for that fucking one promo. Yeah, I mean that that was uh, it was. I don't think any of us expected when they said, oh, the earth won't be habitable for five years. I think, you know, once we were kind of like, okay, there's probably going to be a time jump or, you know, every, you know, the fandom, you know, convinced that this was going to happen. Going ahead another year and a couple of days really does kind of uh, set things up in a, well, why did it take an extra year? You know, like, why still haven't they come down? You know, I think it sets up, you know, even more questions. And I do agree that, like, this is on par with season one sort of finale of like, oh, shit. You know, like, yeah, like a super big surprise. Yeah. And I think a lot of like why I love the finale so much is because of that flash forward Um, Mm -hmm. and the the opportunity now for the show to do a a soft reboot in that it can go in whatever direction it wants now and still call back to some of the themes, obviously, that have been set up previously. But, you know, some of those themes are going to be twisted on their ear. Like now Clark is the grounder. She has. She is now going to be, yeah, and she's going to be in the perspective of somebody who feels that her territory is being incurred on. So it's like they could do, they could do anything they want with this. They could even go back and revisit the idea of the, the, um, uh, second dawn. Like Mm -hmm. they seemed only important to get to the bunker. And also I'm about, you know, the mythology of grounder stuff, but like, are they important moving forward? Like, is Cadigan going to be a figure in the future or are we just going to, was he just a, a means to an end? 
um, for this particular kind of cult storyline. Like, I, I, I'm like so excited because I have no idea where they could be going with this, except I want on that, that, um, that prison ship. I want yeah. like, I want a uh, bizarro Clark on that ship. Oh yeah. Um, dark, dark, darkest timeline Clark with a goatee. Yeah. Darkest timeline Clark. I want a big, <laughs> I want a big bad who is going to have some of the same, um, same drivers as Clark in the first, you know, first and second seasons. I want to see like, I want to see it really flipped on its head um, and, and present us with maybe a little bit of a challenging storyline that we have to figure out, well, who do we actually root for most here? And do the, you know, do these people who are coming down here have a good, um, have a good reason for their actions? So I think it, to me, it's a greenfield. It's really, yeah. really exciting. No, I, I totally agree. And, and we'll get to a little bit more and kind of what we want to see uh, in, in the flashback, flash, sorry, flash forward. Flash forward. We, ne- we never get to say flash forward um, in the flash forward. But, but let's, uh, let's move on to like the actual storylines of the show. Um, I'm thinking maybe we'll start with the bunker and polis situation, unless you guys would prefer to start with Science Island. No, no I think right. that's good because it seems like we have the most to say about that. All right, let's let's talk and about then the we bunker. Can take a break. And yeah. I think if we're talking about uh, you know the last two episodes, then we should probably start with uh, the Kane and Jaha decision, which I thought was like actually a great twist. Like as soon as it started happening, and we kind of figured out what Jaha's plan was, like it kind of became a little bit obvious. But at the same time, it still like really surprised me. Um, how'd you guys what, feel about it? What really surprised you? Uh, I guess just like that. Kane in this case that Kane sort of realized what had to be done that he kind of dipped his toe into the Jaha Clark waters um, yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. you know and 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 I think that given that Kane is such a delicate and tender soul it's gonna <laughs> fuck him up a lot more than it than than you know even Clark and and I wonder if we're gonna get to see some of that in Kane in you know in any kind of flashbacks and stuff that might happen in season five you know where he maybe doesn't go on a ground or walkabout like Clark uh, did, you know, killing Panthers and 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 bang. well, Nyla is still in the bunker, so Nyla's still fair game, I guess. But you know uh, that he's going to be tortured about this and what Abby's going to say about it. Uh, what did you guys think of of that sort of decision? Well, I'm glad that Kane's diplomatic skills finally worked <laughs> at least <laughs> once. You know, it's for only once. season just four. on Java. <laughs> He convinced one person, but but I don't like this 180 that Jaha made within seconds. Uh, and this is just another example of those things that I was talking about, uh, how, about how uh, it's not clear where, where all these characters stand anymore. And they just keep switching positions, um, you know, from they go from, um, I'm just going to save my people to... No, everyone is important, or, you know, they go from, like, I'm okay with 300 people dying, including this person, uh, no big deal, and then, you know, in the next moment, they're like, this person, I'm going to save them, it's worth risking everyone else's life. You know, it's not clear where everyone's priorities are anymore. They, I don't know if it's this is, again, intended. Maybe this is how people would behave in this kind of situation. Um you know, because really you don't, may not really know what the right thing to do is. And we see this and become explicit in some of the characters. Like Abby, um, she still doesn't know if she made the right decision. Kane still doesn't know if she made the right decision. You know, Clark, etc. Bellamy points out to Clark that yesterday you were fine with letting everyone die. 
now you're suddenly saying, you know, let's go save Raven or whatever. Of course, Clark has different plans. But, you know, so I don't know if this character is wavering and oscillating if this is intended um, or what, but it's still kind of, I feel like from the viewer's perspective, they needed to explain some of this stuff a little better when characters make 180s like that, for example. I mean, I like to, I like that, that they waver and that they question themselves because I think, I think that, that I, I, I take strong issue with the fact that they're, when leadership happens without any sort of, um, input or, you know, like if a leader makes a decision and no amount of logic or evidence or anything like that will convince them otherwise. And no, I, think- I, I totally agree. And that they're human and they're, they're finite and, you know, they, you know, they, they don't, they're conflicted. I agree with all of that. I'm just saying it wasn't convincing enough for me. You needed more. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's driving Jaha anymore when, you know, he, when he says, let's fight. And then he says, oh, okay, let's not, you know, I don't know if I fully understand. So you want a full Jaha episode where we just sit down with Thelonious. For example, I mean, that's Have just one chat. example. Drink, drink some scotch. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, any of the other characters, um, you know, so. All right. Um, so what about, what about Octavia? I feel like, I feel like we had Jaha and Kane on one side and then we had Octavia and, and to well, a certain I, degree. Uh, hi. hi. I wanted to talk about Oh, I'm Jaha. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm uh, sorry. You, you, you didn't so, have much of a note. So I am going to, that's because I have some notes in my head. And, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, just what, just what uh, Shaheen was talking about kind of sparked a different thought in me. I, I didn't have as much trouble understanding why Jaha's quick to change his mind about what to do in the bunker. Um, because... I think that Jaha carries a lot of the guilt for season three around with him. And even though we don't see it, I think, I, I think there's something in what Kane says to him about this is your redemption or this is our redemption or something like that. That word to me is fairly significant. And even if it didn't mean like, like this is how you redeem yourself. Maybe like it, it didn't mean necessarily about, joining forces with Allie and bringing Allie down upon everybody. But maybe there was a reason for that particular word that, and that it would affect Jaha in the way that it kind of did. So I think maybe in the language that they use, that was a significant, a significant thing to kind of tie Jaha's past together with what he's doing now and, and kind of swaying him off of that path of being the guy who has to save everybody. He's very much like Clark in that respect, but he's he's a little bit more immovable than she is, I think, and that he finally kind of gave in and realized that, like, he's going to fuck everything up. I thought that right. was important. Kane's I mean, speech kind of sounded like uh, quit when you're ahead kind of thing to me. <laughs> he, he was like, look, dude, like, you found this bunker. That's awesome. You're a hero right now. So just- you, can, you can retire, just... Yeah, you can just go to Florida once, you know, the death wave passes <laughs> and just be happy. You don't have to, like, don't fuck up your record. Don't release this last album. I'm just well, saying. So so going forward then, you know, since since jumping ahead to the next episode, we kind of see, you know, the role that Octavia is going to play. Uh, Where does that leave Jaha? 
Like, where does, you know, because they're kind of locked in a place for five years, you know, I feel like Jaha being scheming Jaha isn't going to go over super well, um, you know, for him being kind of a shifty shitlord for the next five years. Um, <laughs> so where does that sort of, you know, and Kane is still technically the chancellor. And so where do you guys see Jaha, you know, inserting himself into the next season? Or is he going to actually, quote unquote, retire and just become, you know, engineer who like plays chess and gives out advice? Well, I think that assumes that that Isaiah Washington's going to be back in any way, shape, or form next year, um, since he's no well, longer going to be a season regular. Jason Rothenberg said that we're not going to that people that we know, like who lived, who were alive at the clo- you know, at the death wave, we're going to uh-huh. they're not just going to kill them off. Oh, so, okay, that's good. I think um, I, I read somewhere. I mean, they could still kill him in a in a flashback, but like. Yeah, no, I guess then that he would be he would be probably used sparingly, maybe as a as an advisor to Kane. I don't know. I mean, it's just it kind of like it all depends on, you know, maybe he tries to become an advisor to Octavia and foregoes Kane altogether since there's one leader now. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I want to see him back. For how long? Like, do you does it, it kind of almost feels like his arc is over? Yeah, you're right. Um, even Especially though with like the kids yeah, being with, older. Yeah, with his know? arc being kind of over, um, I, I, I don't know. I still really like him as a character. I think he's still pretty interesting. But yeah, he has come to the conclusion of an arc. But, he, you know, like everybody else in the show, a lot of them have come to conclusions of arcs and they're going to start new ones. So let's see if... Uh, we'll see if something happens, Jaha. Yeah, yeah. What what do you have in your notes about about Abby Shaheen? Um, about his conver- uh, her conversation with Clark, is that? Yeah, I mean, let's. Um, yeah, I mean, what is that about when she says, uh, "I told you there are no good guys, but I was wrong. You are a good guy." I I don't understand the whole "you are a good guy" talk. I mean. If it was so easy to, I mean, because she goes on to say there was no good choice. But if it was so easy to separate no good choice from no good guy, then what have we, what have we been talking about this whole time? Uh, I thought the whole uh, premise of this show and the message was that um, it's not really that easy to separate your choices from who you are. And you will be in situations where you have to choose between um, your people who you're responsible for and other people, or uh, in various ways you have to choose between someone's um, life and someone else's suffering. Um, And so anyway, now it seems to negate, uh, this conversation seems to negate all of that. Uh, I mean... But couldn't I mean, it be read as like a mom, like like that? Apart from the fact that it was clunky and forced and a little bit cliched, like I kind of just read it as, you know, it, the odds are she's not going to see Clark again. Like she wants to believe that she does, but you know, like this is the fucking hundred. She's pretty sure that everything's going to go terribly, and so maybe it's just uh, like a little pep talk to Clark. Like she's just momming uh, right now. That was yeah. the participant participatory trophy of mom speeches though <laughs> you know what guys? I mean, abby's never been good at it like abby's kind of terrible yeah but but i think 
this just came to me. I just realized this because this is this is an hour of revelation apparently for me. Oh, it's, um, it, it, nothing to do with with combustible substances that may or may not be on your coffee table. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, like refer to episode twenty eight, twenty seven. <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue, Jen. Okay, so so this speech occurs before her decision and her her talk with Marcus to be one of the people who gets locked out of the bunker. So Which, I think what the fuck, Abby. I think that I think <laughs> that this I think that Abby does through her actions this season and how far she's she's been willing to go to find a solution to the whole um end of the world thing. She determines that yeah, maybe there are good guys and bad guys and she considers herself one of them but has to consider Clark one of the good guys because of Clark's willingness to self self sacrifice like back in the lab when she took the injection instead of putting it into Omori I think was an important turning point both for Clark and for for maybe Abby so maybe this is this is like this gives us a look into what Abby is thinking above and beyond just the I I don't deserve to live thing that she that she says with uh, Marcus that for some reason now she is She's always been kind of a gray person, but now she's making these black and white distinctions. So I think she reached her breaking point. But what the fuck, Abby? Like, she's still the most qualified physician. Yeah, that that made no sense. Yeah, that part of it doesn't make sense. But I I like that she's struggling with what's right and what's wrong. And that kind of explains also that conversation where she says, you know, there's no good choice. And so she's trying to, you know, understand her own decisions uh when she said let's not open the door and then when she said let's open the door um and now she doesn't know if that was right you know so uh she's struggling with this so that might be why one another reason why she's saying this to to clark it might be a reflection of how she's thinking about herself at that moment so you know at in a particularly low moment when she feels like she made the wrong decision she wants to sacrifice herself and again like deus ex machina of course it doesn't happen because of course kane saves her yeah right um so if we're getting into people who were saved uh they made a point of well first of all you know all these people were marching to their you know you know they were having a very calm discussion about who's going to get saved um but then you know it becomes well Marcus and and Jahad are going to gas them and then they make the decisions and stuff. But, you know, you have a note in here that says, um, I guess, about Nate and and Papa Miller and gay fiving the boyfriend. Um, (laughs) Can you do 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 you want to talk about that a little bit, Shaheen? Gay fiving the boyfriend? Yeah. I. What does that mean? So, yeah. Remember when Shaheen explained lesbian sex to me? I'm really excited for him to explain. Yeah, I can't wait to. I can't because I think I know what he's referring to and he could not be more wrong. Whatever that is. That's too sweet, baby. Too sweet me. It's been part of wrestling for like since the NWO and the Wolfpack back in the WCW days, like 15 plus years ago. When you put when you put those two fingers together with your thumb and you and you hit with somebody else, that's too sweet. Okay. And it's been going on for years now. It was kind of gay and it was fine, but <laughs> oh, wow. it was like wait, 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 wow. define oh, kind oh, of gay. Jesus, yeah, Christ. it was kind of gay. It's it's it's, it's a primitive notion. It's, it's undefinable. Like, it's, it, oh my gosh. 
And what the heck? Like your dad is standing right there. You just well, they just you're not fuck in front of him. Death. Like Jesus. Like they can show affection. It's not like like you know Miller dropped to his knees or anything. Homophobia. Gosh. Wait, me? No, I calling calling any sort of gesture gay. That's like that's. That's not how we speak anymore in 2017, Shaheen. That's not. Oh, okay. I apologize. I mean, unless you just meant that, like, it was a like a a homosexual hand gesture, in which case, apparently, it was wrestling. It was wrestling, which is also kind of gay, if we're being honest. Whatever. I'm not (laughs) the one who went on a whole rant about SJWs on this podcast. Well, I mean, a break and now you're look, back full, look, full look, on look. SJW no, no, there's me. there's got to be a comfortable middle for people to be like uh, uh, to be like um, cognizant and sensitive to people, um, but also like not being so safe, spacey that everybody is a special, unique snowflake and every little feeling needs to be protected. I'm sorry that like calling somebody gay or a faggot that doesn't need to take place. That's not. That's not being. Well, S- but but I don't. I don't necessarily think. SJW. Anyway, all right. I'm saying that whatever. you can never have anybody do hate speech on a on a campus. It because it it's harmful. No, you have to have people out there saying that stuff. So it's educational to the folks that need to understand what they have to fight against. Um, uh, and it's also I don't know this weird thing called the fabric of our our society is is free speech so i'm like you gotta you gotta pick like a safe thing you gotta like you gotta stay you gotta stay in a sane middle lane where you balance everything out instead of going to the extremes that's all i'm saying sure well again like i i didn't necessarily as as the resident gay i i didn't necessarily take shaheen talking about the hand gesture as pejoratively gay uh though correct me if i'm wrong um but just that like by nature of the fact that these two dudes were doing this hand gesture, that that made the hand gesture gay. <laughs> but at the same time, it didn't seem, it seemed like, like they were doing like a hand kiss, like instead of them, like that's, yeah. that's basically their what too sweeting is, I guess. I mean, now that you mention it, it is kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> I love, so full circle, first you come out swinging, don't call shit gay, Shaheen. And now you're like, Oh, I guess maybe maybe it is kind of gay. It is semi-homosexual. Awesome. Well, I mean, we are talking I mean, did about. You want, did you want Jackson to hold up his finger in a you know his hand in a circle and for Miller to like boop put his finger in the middle? Like what? <laughs> Would that have been like too gay for you? Like remember, this is this is on the CW. You know, this you is can't... only mildly gay. This is about as gay as the CW is allowed to go. Exactly. This is chaste gay. Yeah, chaste exactly. gay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of unchaste gays having nothing to do with anything, let's talk oh, about no. Octavia. What? Uh, yeah. What is that transition? I, that was a terrible AKA transition. Prometheus. AKA Prometheus, yes. Not to be confused with uh, Prometheus as part of the Alien franchise, but I guess actual mythology. You know, somebody actually called me out on that on Twitter, like, um... Well, actually, it's about the myth of Prometheus and not. And I had written my review and I had a little section in there that says, yes, I know it's not in reference to the movie. I know what Greek mythology is. I'm not dumb. But I'm like, people will get it, right? They'll know that I'm joking. So I took that out and I had to put it back in. Well, here's the thing. You put faith in people of the Internet. There's your problem. Oh, yeah. I need to stop doing that. I'll just over explain all of my jokes. 
Um, like, I kind of want you to put a post-it note, like, on your laptop, just the screen, like, you know, like, don't trust the idiots of the internet. And so then that will help you in your interactions, because it'll just be a reminder. Like, I have too much faith in the intelligence of people. But at the again, same time, I hate everybody because they're dumb. You need another post-it note. Know. All right. So what about so what about Octavia and Bellamy and Prometheus? What do you want to talk about? Well, I, I actually really wanted to talk about those scenes where we saw sort of Octavia break down, um, you know, when she's having to order, like telling her, telling Sky Crew, like, get your shit together. I'm going to kill all of you. Um, and yeah. sort of seeing that hesitation <laughs> and that like that sort of realization that like the buck fucking does stop with her and it just got, and the way that the Indra handled it and the way that she sort of mentored her and she was like, I'll do, I'll give the order if you want me to. Like I, that just made me want to see, and I know we're never going to get it by any means, but it just really made me want to see like back when Lexa was coming up as a commander and sort Mm -hmm. of seeing the, the growth that has to happen to where you can be ruthless because I don't think I don't think Octavia is ruthless, and I don't think that Lexa was ruthless. I think that they became these things, or Octavia will become this leader, but I don't think that either one of them, as we've seen with Octavia, starts out at that position. Yeah, I think, Joe, that's a really good that's a really good observation because like um what I read in my review, declare shenanigans.com, they're great. Um, was that if you if you compare and contrast Octavia and and um Lexa like Lexa did a lot of of acting with her eyes, so, but but not necessarily at the very beginning when we first met Lexa and she had she this was very mask. Wooden. She yeah, she had this mask of stoicism on her face, which we, back when she was first introduced, I thought she was a horrible actress. Oh my god, um, I thought she was awful. I was yeah, like, this it's is like God, why did they why did they uh, cast this person? She's horrible. Like she doesn't do anything. But now it makes total sense that. As the commander, she had to be stoic and she had to be even keel. Um, and I think Octavia tried to be that when she makes these declarations of choose by midnight or I'm going to kill every single one mm-hmm. of you. And then she turns her back and then her 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 face changes and she does so much acting with her eyes. Um, it, was, it was that it scene was great. after after Clark backed Lexa into the table and was like, you're full of shit. And then Clark leaves the tent and we see Lexa like look up to the sky and like, yeah, that was tell the first herself time. Yeah. to get her shit together. That was the um, first time we kind of saw Lexa break that, that you know, veil mm-hmm. of badassery. And, and that's the same thing that... That we um, saw with Octavia. Which yeah, with Octavia. I mean, the a, whole... S- Whole scene where they're gathering the ammo and they're ready to go kill people, like like uh, Octavia promised, and then just the the expression on her face when she gets to the door and orders them to open it, it looks like she's about to break down crying, but she so has them open we, the door. Anyway. Can I ask about that scene? What exactly are they planning to do? Uh, is the idea like we're just gonna threaten to shoot everyone until like a hundred people are left? No, I think I think or... if they didn't have a hundred people. They, they were, were just going to kill die. everyone. Yeah. Like, Which, I, bad I, plan. <laughs> not a great run, plan. Who's going like, to run the business okay. end of the bunker? <laughs> Why is everyone's solution to everything to kill just everyone? kill everyone? Are you, have you been watching this show, Shaheen? Have you <laughs> been watching any of this? So, Shaheen, there's a show on the CW called The 100. <laughs> it's okay. on the, let me, let me, let me have a talk it. with you about tribalism. 
<laughs> oh man but i agree that octavia's situation is probably the most interesting one right now among all the characters uh, i mean she's thrown into the situation where she has to um lead all of a sudden she has to be a leader and she has no affinity with this you know she didn't until two days ago um she was barely willing to lead the assassin's life that she had chosen and now you know all of a sudden She's a leader, and what's interesting is that uh, out of all the 13 clans, the only clan that doesn't listen to her is, is her own clan um, that doesn't really think she's anybody. But apparently the other 12 clans, or I guess there's only 11 more clans left, um, they listen to her. So I think, yeah, um, that was kind of interesting. But that particular decision... To go shoot everybody because they don't make decisions. They don't. They don't make up their mind. This kind of. I think that that's just kind of getting into like an overcorrection of uh-huh. of who Octavia thinks that leadership is among the grounders because yeah. that's what she's seen. Like she has seen them be savage. She's seen Lexa be savage. She's seen Rowan and 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 what's her name who died. Um, <laughs> Antari. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I'm like, oh, oh God. Remember shit, that what was Bloodbag's name? Shit, shit. Um, but yeah, like, I think I think that she is... Obviously, she's not a leader yet. Like, we can totally see that in her breakdown. And so, yeah. you know, she's, she's playing like, at being me? a leader. What? And like, <laughs> I'm the I think, from the floor. And, and Indra, for, for who she is, is molding her in the way that she knows how to mold someone. And so... You know, I think I think it's definitely going to be really interesting to sort of suss out. Okay, well, how do you lead in 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 a tin can where you can't just threaten to kill an entire other group of people because you yeah. guys are all locked in here together? Yeah. Like, how do you resolve conflict? Oh, and you can't like spacewalk people. Like, what are you just going to have like a room where you put corpses of people who you know disobeyed? Or do we get into Cannibal Crew where if y- y- you're a shithead? <laughs> oh. They're you probably know, gonna be eating each you, other anyway. You get you to know be Friday what? at barbecue. This hmm. brings up a good this brings up a good good question, Joe. What do they do with people who do die? Like like do they have an incinerator or something that they can get rid of this I would, hazardous biological material? I would hope that's that it becomes fertilizer. Fuck if you smoke it. I mean what? I know, what? like uh, I'm just saying, like <laughs> nuclear fallout, slow roast human brisket. Like, imagine the bark on that. <laughs> The smoke, that smoke ring. I mean, oh, I man. gotta love those burnt ends if we're if we're talking about it. Yeah, Sorry, burnt in my, ends. In my you gotta notes, get, you gotta, adding... you gotta get to, you gotta get, to, you gotta get there early though, or the burnt ends um, sell out quick. Oh, dude, That's I cool. totally got burnt ends a couple weekends ago, and we had people in town, and I went and picked up a bunch of barbecue. Like, I opened up the tray, and the lady had totally given me the burnt ends, and I like oh, grabbed one for myself. It was like, a good go day. Back to that barbecue joint and tip that lady. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a good day. Oh, um, going back to Octavia, I also like how we were wondering the whole time the entire season who's going to be the commander who's going to take the flame etc and um no one took the flame but octavia became the commander which was one of the options no but, but not, she didn't come she didn't become the commander she didn't yeah not the way we thought but she, she still would. put the thing on the she put, well, so, put okay, the bindi so that, on that's, yeah, that's the the on. So, so here's here's a sequence of events that really confuses me so indra says the time of the commander is over the time of the flame is over and she puts the bindi on and and lexa's cape thingy i'm like but those are two things because antari wore the cape thingy too because antari, that's what that she thought a commander would do 
Like all of them are I still thought, playing. I what thought a maybe that looks was like. that was part of like. I guess they can choose whatever armor they want, but I I don't know. To me, that was confusing. I don't know if the bindi itself might be a sign of tree crew, even though, um, even though Octavia is not part of any crew, really. It's really confusing. And then, okay, did you guys catch this too? That when Octavia in the finale is making her speech about blah, 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 we have to survive together, <laughs> um, the, the camera goes to reaction shot from Gaia and then who makes eye contact with Indra and goes to a reaction shot of Indra. And it, it seemed really uncomfortable between the two of them. Like, I feel like the, the flame well, yeah, isn't gone forever, uh, it, maybe. It, like, there Indra's is brand something... brand new daughter. Well, yeah. Nice. Well, there's that, too. But I just feel I mean, like it's weird. Like, maybe there's going to be some conflict there about you abandon our beliefs. You know, you no longer believe in the commander of the flame. And that sets them at odds. I don't know. But I felt that was just a weird inclusion at the end. Hmm. Or, or maybe, like, we were supposed to get a scene that addressed that, but, you know, cutting room floor or something. Um, it's really hard to say. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like the parent-child relationships are going to be somewhat interesting. Because, you know, Octavia actually has a sibling. But in this sort of sense, you know, it's sort of a, a found family sibling with, with yeah. regards to Gaia and, and the role that Indra plays for both of them. Yeah, and, um, Indra, and Indra and Octavia are obviously closer right now mm-hmm. than Gaia and Indra have been in the past couple of years. So I think that's going to be interesting. I think it's, I can I look forward to that dynamic. I love when Indra's like really, um, not Indra, Adina Porter's really like, um, shady about whether she's coming back or not next year. I'm like, you have to come back because this dynamic demands I need, to be I need answers. I need, I need answers. I need to see. <laughs> yeah. I need to see like <laughs> more Indra and Kane hugs. Um, cause you know, they have to happen cause they're the best thing about the show. Um, it's just like, yeah, I know you're a very busy actress, but, and I know they're still breaking story schedule. Yeah. But I need you to set, I need you to set your free time between August and next April so they can use you as much as they want. Okay. Uh, cause I think that dynamic and what she means like as a, like a, uh, mentor to a leader like will there be like leader mentorship um conflicts like no maybe... conflicts like between oh. um um between uh kane and indra maybe or kane and abby or like anybody else who has a has a take on what uh, uh, you know octavia is doing a good job or not i think it's gonna be super interesting um i'm just like i'm worried though dude seriously like at the end of this finale and thinking about why six years and seven days, like, and things they're buried well. under rubble. I'm like, dude, things, my, my imagination is just like going crazy. I'm like things have gone so wrong in that bunker. They're all stir crazy and wanting to get out, but can't get out. And they're trapped animals and they're eating. Each or, other. or they've created a utopia and don't want to, to <laughs> deal with the rest of the world. I can show you the world. No, thank you. We're good down here. This is what we get uh, when you get a little saucy, Jen. We get get some Disney musical numbers. I I do not know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, in in the interest of not knowing what anyone's talking about, how about the uh, the conversation with the Blakes? And then we'll move on. Since, you know, that was kind of a, a moment that a lot of people were waiting for. I cried every time. Every time? Every time. Did it not feel a little clunky at all, or like no. the clunk in the cheese was appreciated? No, no just, um, yeah, these two it did have feel always been kind of cheesy. And cheesy. 
But did you like it, Shaheen? You're no fun. Um, it was fine. Uh, I think <laughs> it was cheesy. It was fine. I had no emotional reaction to it because I my oh, heart is a little ball of coal. I think that I mean, like I said, when they finally uh, hugged and they said, "Whoever said I love you to the other person," um, was that was a good moment because it felt like it felt earned, and it felt like I think it was Bellamy telling Octavia and. We had reason to think that Octavia believed him, but you know, I don't know. This believed whole like what? now, just like dragging this on, and them just being like, "I love you." Oh yeah, I love you too. It's like fine. they're not going to see each other perhaps ever again because they're going to be locked in a bunker, and these fools are trying to go up into a rocket into a dead space station. Like the they're like they're dead. Pretty much. If you're if you're playing, if you're like doing the odds, those guys are dead. They're so stupid. They are so dead. There's no way any of that's gonna happen. Like, Raven's gonna steer that spaceship into the ground. Or some shit like that. Like, there's no possibility of this thing working. So they were saying essentially they were saying goodbye to each other. And I so I am. And so all you and so you cried cheese. every time. I cry every time. I think, I mean, it was, it was that cathartic moment between the two that we've been waiting for for two fucking seasons now. This was full circle back to them sitting on the entrance to Mount Weather and holding hands. That, I mean, that's where we got back to again. So I have no problem with it. They could have, they could have like spread cheese whiz all over that scene. <laughs> I've been like, I cry every time. I cry every time. Like they could have pulled in the cast and crew of This Is Us. And had done one of those, we're going to make you ugly cry, this is us scenes that emotionally manipulate the fuck out of you. And I've been like, I cry every time. I love it. <laughs> like, um, they could have shot, they could have shot Lassie on screen. Dude, and what the been fuck? Like, like, I, I cry every time. <laughs> like, we're talking about killing dogs and like... Look, we, look you and I had like a ex- semi-extended conversation about barbecued human beings. Right, but so, I'm not talking about killing dogs. Jesus, like there's I know, a lot. People is are delicious, <laughs> especially you know. if you can get that good like 16 hour smoke ring in there. Like, low oh yeah, slow no, at well they got nothing but time. I'm talking like this is like six year barbecue. Like they've also, then, they also have like their own like barbecue sauce. It's kind of like like that mole sauce that you just add to every day. That's what they're doing with their barbecue sauce. Well, um, okay, so. I hope people understand that when we talk about barbecue, we're not talking about rolling out a barbecue grill and throwing some weenies on no, it. No, This is cooking meat low and slow for more than 10 hours to get a good smoke ring on it and to break down shitty cuts of meat into delicious, delicious meat bombs. Of we're talking about Texas barbecue. Texas barbecue, exactly. Yeah. I- I'd want it like a vinegar-based barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, uh, not, not. But also, though, give me a sweet and hot one, too. I'll take it. I'll take both. <laughs> just no one do any excavation uh in jen's backyard yeah no no just full full of bodies well the bones anyway you know it's just the trunks i kind of i are you just not hipster enough to make bone broth jen like that's the new cool thing like i know you hate kombucha but you know bone broth like, is I, like a thing. I, I don't even know what kombucha is like to me it's it sounds like not knowing Anything about it except the name, it sounds it sounds musty and hairy tasting. Is like this, I'm drinking this, like I'm drinking little, an old this, 
Like I'm drinking an this old feels a book from like Jen. Like I'm drinking an old book from like <laughs> from from like 1857 or something like that. Like that old book smell, but with like hairiness on it. I, so so why is this homophobic? Well, because in multiple other venues, you have yelled about kombucha being really gay. Look, so- oh my gosh, you are review you are revealing secrets now. <laughs> I like now I. I like to be secretly homophobic, Joe, and now you're exposing me to the world. I'm just, you, you know that in my notes for this episode I'm writing, I like to be secretly homophobic. <laughs> um, so what the fuck were we talking about? Kombucha. So I don't know. Is, let's, let's move um, on to Science I have no Island. Idea. Let's, let's uh, move on to Science Island. Oh, uh, we're not taking a break? Island. Do you need a break? Uh, well, usually we take a break at the one hour mark. Yeah, I don't mean to tell you your podcast business, Joe, but usually there's a break around the one hour mark. You know what? Fucking fine. We're taking a break. We'll be back in five. All right. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to, uh, I guess, the second half of our shit show of a podcast. Um, There's one thing before we move on to Science Island that I wanted to ask about. Okay. So we're done with Brian, right? Like, we're just not even, like, yeah, we no, Jackson like, took break over. up. Right. Like, I, I know that, like, you know, Jonathan, whatever is like, white cell or whatever, like, he, like, left the show and stuff like that. But they didn't even really give much of a breakup. Like, it was like, I don't agree with your decision. And then, poof, I'm off yeah, the it was like, land. Republican, Democrat, you know, they just, yeah, can't live it's, together. It's, it's like, um, quick. And also, um, we never saw, we never saw... Brian or Miller, too sweet Brian. So we know it's love between Miller and Jackson. And I no, cannot I mean, wait for true. these two best friends to have to kiss on screen. <laughs> wait, haven't they kissed? No. Like, you would have made like... a big deal about it. You would have been like all over the May We Geeky on Twitter feed. Well, maybe, like, maybe I don't think male gays really excite you very much because it's all about the female gays on May We Geek again. I, I like all the gays. I mm. like all the gays. And I will say that at least that, like, Jackson and Miller have more chemistry than well, yeah. Miller and Brian. Yeah, um, but it's, just... It still just strikes me as, you know, I, I hate to say it, like two straight dudes. Um, but, but I'm. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that if they, like, decide to explore that story in season five, that, like, those boys will commit and, you know, give us the gay romance for the ages. I mean, if they want, like, hyper-masculine um, uh, Jackson and Miller, they're going to have to wear a lot more leather. Just saying. Yeah, that seems really gay. Like, uh, like I'm fine super with gay. We're talking chaps. Yeah. Okay, so... um, Anywho, Science Island. Um, I guess we should probably talk about Raven, you know, fixing her brain um, before we get into the delinquent squad showing back up. Um, Wait, what? Raven fixing her brain was the previous episode. Oh, was that two episodes ago? All right, then I did a bad job. Sorry, you put, Jen, you put Raven and Sinclair in your... In your notes, so I guess I I got confused. Oh, you know what? Because I was confused because I haven't. Okay, it was. 
Again, what going happened back on to Silence who Island? the fuck is in charge of this podcast? Oh, here's what <laughs> happened on Silence Island. Here's what. Okay, so the lab was nothing but Previously shots. Previously on Silence Island. No, but the, the okay, so Chosen was nothing but basically shots of Raven looking worried and oh, waiting. Right. And then and then the the um the, the, Adventure the folks squad in the showed up yeah the in the rover yeah yeah yeah, yeah. got it okay. so let's just jump ahead then to the next episode when stuff actually fucking happens on Silence no, Island. No, no. No, okay, no, we what had do you good want? stuff happen in the in the chosen. Um, uh, again, <laughs> I guess more foreshadowing of Clark's willingness to self sacrifice when she took her helmet off to give to Amori. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah, it, that was, that I was mean, a whole it doesn't thing. matter. We're not separating by episode right now. We're just it's just science yeah. science That's- island in the two episodes that we. Okay, so let's take it. If we don't want to take it in episode order, let's take it in chronological order. So, so what, what did we think about Echo, like, following them? Like, what what did Echo hope to get out of anything? Like, because at first she was following them in the rover, and she was, like, going to, like, you know. I she got exactly from- what she wanted. She was looking for yeah. an opportunity to show her, show her skills or whatever, or prove herself, but then, herself useful. But then she almost decided to kill herself. Like yeah, so I'm, well, I'm curious. Okay. About I mean, that it re- it's really fucking weird if you think about it from the point of view of this Ice Nation girl, who's now thinking, "What? I'm gonna go where? <laughs> to to space? Can what? You, can like you that's where evil people come characters? from. That's where like evil people fall from. Is is the is sky? Space. Yeah, it's like so you, you want to go to hell? Was- no." <laughs> So you think that she was on board, assuming that there, like, that she didn't know what was going to happen on Science Island? So maybe she thought there was a bunker there, but then she as soon as they were like, "So P.S." Well, no, remember, remember, she says that she she heard them over talking about she overheard them talking about the lighthouse bunker, and I think she expected to ride out the death wave there. Yeah, and, and when she that, that was that like space, she was like, "Ooh, I don't Ooh, like heights. that's weird. <laughs> that's a little weird." Oh, so feels Echo is afraid of heights. Well, I mean, wouldn't you be scared of all that shit? I mean, I mean, did oh, you yeah, see how so she was well freaking out when when there was like everyone was in zero G, everyone was floating, and she, she was, was like, like mm. just freaking out. She was like, "What the heck is going on?" Yeah, on the, and on the other side of the rocket, Moore is like, "This is the coolest thing ever. This is amazing. <laughs> my lobster claw is so lightweight. Oh my god, my mm. sex claw. Oh, oh god, um, yeah." So, yeah. so with, with, with Echo, she, so Echo had two choices, mm-hmm. uh, die, she, die, um, because she was banished from both her clan and wasn't going to get in the bunker or take a, a long shot on Sky Crew, who has proven in the past to have a heart at times. Compassion. Yeah. You know, see if she can impose upon them a little bit to, to just ride out the death wave in the bunker and then she'll, she'll figure things out from there. Um, and then when that no longer becomes a possibility, then we get grounders in space. So, um, I really like she, Oh, by the way, uh, Shaheen, I don't know if you got this news because you seem to, to not participate on anything online. Um, uh, uh, Tassa Talis or whatever her name is, is, is going to be a season regular for season five. Is it yeah. Be so, you know, Becco. Oh, Becko. so Becco, Becco is end game. Sorry guys. Or Brecco. Brecco, no, Becco, Becco, Becco is always going to be end game, end game. Like then, okay, fin- so Brecco like, is 
is mid fun. to late game. Yeah, mid Funsies. to late game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait, so I wrote that What is the R in Breco? Raven. Well, 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 Raven. And now he, he needs to take a minute to think about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I needed to take like 10 minutes. Like two girls and one guy? <laughs> yeah, no. That Here's makes the sense. thing, though, not to be There's whatever. Like, fun like for Bellamy, Bellamy could not handle those two. Like let's oh, let's oh definitely not. Bellamy would be like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. No, he's two? he's he's totally he's totally in handcuffs and blind blindfolded with those two. I mean completely. He's just taking care of hair baby Clive. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, so so we're on Science Island. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally I personally love the fact that that we we got to see Allie leave Raven. In the way that Lindsay Morgan portrays Raven, because you know she was getting like super robotic and stuff like that and seizurey, and then suddenly we kind of have Raven back, which I missed. Raven, like, was I the only one? Like, <laughs> crickets. You guys I, don't miss. I think I think that Raven under the influence of Allie is a little bit too much. Raven. It is. That is. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, too is much that, Raven. Like, is that a possibility to have too much Raven? I mean, you're bringing it up, so... I mean, you know. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like, um, at some point, you're like, ratchet it back, Raven. We know you've got Allie up there, but Quit come being on, so it's fucking getting extra. weird. It's getting weird now. Um, yeah, so... So, speaking I, of I that, back. Uh, Raven's weird brain, what was Raven's premonition <laughs> or whatever that came true? The, the rocket, rocket that the rocket existed. They didn't. They didn't open those those doors. They didn't. She, know it was behind when those did doors. she have a she premonition like about the rocket? She when like she had was floating. A hallucination. Yeah. She just yeah. saw herself flying, floating. Oh well, and that you know, she took that to mean that there that, that she would go into space. Which now, I mean, at this point, I think it was addressed in a scene after that, like a scene or two after that, in the same episode after she was floating, that she she. You had one of those aha moments. Yeah, but it wasn't clear that she didn't see a rocket. You know, it wasn't clear how that exactly. So, so Allie's predictions, Allie, by way of being embedded in in Raven's brain and in Abby's brain, came true. Like, not to be what, like, like, like the premonitions did come true in a fashion, which makes yeah, me but- kind of wonder how Allie, if Allie's processing was able to like reach that conclusion why she couldn't have reached the conclusion of the bunker and going back to space like with the group of them like if her premonitions were like you know 20 dimensional chess that she's playing (laughs) that like that wasn't one of her like possibilities so we don't know if the premonitions are are facts or fiction um I mean, I think we can infer from Raven getting information from Allie in her brain that it was fact. But with Abby, it's it's a lot more unclear what her, was going on in her brain besides seizures. She doesn't seem smarter than regular um, Abby. Um, and the only thing that she has is that vision of Clark, which to me, I don't think that was a premonition. I think that was a... a uh, Mom fear? Huh? Mom yeah, that was fear? that was a manifestation of her own real fear. I don't feel like um I don't feel like that was real in any way shape or form. Well, so 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 I do I which I, of course okay. makes the show in in 
inconsistent in in what we're supposed to know about those two right because she should have been a brilliant sir no well no we she did get some brain power because like while she was developing the night blood serum and stuff like that I, I i think it we were supposed to infer that like her ability to keep working and solving this when she was not a you know bioengineer you know scientist on the arc and she was you know more of a surgeon um as as that sort of thing would necessitate. Like, I, I think that that's what we were supposed to be reading into her getting her alley smarts, or was I reading that wrong? I don't know. It's it, it's inconsistent because there's no way a... It's no way Allie is going to show you something that isn't a probability that she's run because yeah. she doesn't understand fear. So she's not going to manifest Abby's fear of seeing Clark die. Um, so maybe Abby or uh, Allie with maybe Allie knowing the type of person that Clark is through Abby, the, the program and the brain are meeting up in such a way that Abby has this fear that Clark is going to die. And the program has a way of manifesting it for her when she's um, seizing. So do you, do you guys feel know. like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit with Abby this season? What do you mean? I just, I, I kind of wonder, like, what the fuck her point was. Like point of it, her existence? <laughs> yeah, like, I just, I, I feel like in, in sort of a very similar way that Jen used to describe Octavia as sort of very tangential to the plot, I kind of felt like that way with Abby. Like, I don't think, apart from the fact that she's the one who synthesized the Nightblood, like, uh, yeah, know, that was that was a thing that they gave her to do. Um, but I, I kind of wonder, like, what her sort of... She just kind of showed up and middled around and said some stuff and then would disappear for three episodes. Yeah. Um, well, to I, me, I, the whole Nightblood thing was fairly important. Hasn't right, that but I feel always like... been Abby's MO? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like we got a lot of sort of back and forth with Kane and we got a lot of Jaha, but in terms of team adults, I feel like they kind of, Abby was kind of ineffectual and again i guess apart from the night blood which i guess might be kind of well, a large caveat that's that's been kane and abby's mo like they're pretty much ineffectual except in well with kane you don't, i don't know what his field of um expertise is but ex- except for abby mostly when she's doctoring she's fairly competent at it um so except when I, it comes to washing her hands yeah well that's minor minor <laughs> detail Minor, minor staff infections. Quibble all over Semmelweis's MRSA. studies all got lost somehow in this, in this uh, apocalypse. <laughs> the people I operate on keep dying of an infection. I don't that's understand weird. how. That's so ge- odd. No, no, she subscribes to the 1800s versions of doctors where, you know, a gentleman's hands are always clean. Yeah. Um, you know, even if they've just been dissecting a corpse. Or touched um, their dick. So I worked a dick in. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, Dick jokes. Getting, uh, God damn it. So, so one thing that like uh, the people of the internet complained about a lot with this finale was uh, the lack of sort of grief processing that happened with both Jasper and the delinquents, and the delinquents with regard to Clark after after they kind of left her behind. I personally felt that the processing level that we got to see was more than adequate, um, given sort of the countdown that was happening. And I expect to see that, 
you know, if, if I would like to see the emotional fallout happen as they realize that they're not dead and, you know, have to survive up in the, in the ghost eye ring for, for uh, you know, for all they know, five years or in the bunker for, for some number of time. But, um, you know, did you guys feel like there was appropriate emotional weight given to, you know, the char- Jasper's death, everyone else's death and, you know, Clark's possible death? Or were you guys left lacking as well? <laughs> I was fine with it. Like, I realized that there wasn't time for them to process their grief or display their grief in a way. Like, they didn't have time for a New Orleans-type New Orleans funeral, right? Like, a nice nice little parade, <laughs> a little jazz band. A couple um, umbrellas. Yeah, a couple umbrellas. You know there's going to be a big, huge feast after. We can drink some um, hurricanes, maybe yeah. a crawfish boil. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cajuns and Creoles, they know how to, they know how to put you know, see somebody onto the next world, right? Um, but no, I mean, like, there's way too much going on for them to, like, process grief or to display grief any more than they did. And I think they did an appropriate um, an, an appropriate job of it. I think the Jasper and, and uh, Monty scene was really, really good in expressing that. And so what if everybody doesn't break down upon the news? I mean, they've got to get to Science, Science Island. They don't have time to be all weepy. And then like with Clark, I think that, I think it was apparent on Bellamy's face, like, and Amori saying, can't we wait for another minute? And just like Raven and Bellamy at the end, to me, it was apparent that this had affected them. They just haven't had the ability to process it fully yet. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was done really well. What about you, you, Joe? Oh, I already, I mean, I liked it. But I'm oh yeah, you already yeah robot. you were. I'm sorry, you already said. It. I forgot what you said because yeah. Like I mean, as far as I remember, there has never been any extensive grieving for any character on this show. Finn. And Finn, Finn was a huge display. Yeah, Finn was a huge display of grief. Well, his death was really epic, and that that's because the it was really well written, and the moment, the way it built up to the moment was great. Um, but after he died, I mean, Clark was seeing ghosts for like one episode and that was it. <laughs> that was, yeah, that mental illness stayed around for like one, one, one hot um, minute. Yeah, like so I don't remember any character being like, and, and it makes sense because there's no time because you have to move on. Someone else is going to die someone soon. Although, again, I'm kind of doubting now whether this is that high stakes type show that we you always. You wanted more death. Yeah, I mean, who died this season other than characters that, you know, were introduced this season? Like, the only the only real death was Jasper, is your saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of doubting this now that, you know, this is a high-stakes type of show and anyone can die and whatever. But we're still supposed to be in this um, harsh environment where, you know... Mortal danger is always apparent, always uh, you know present, and so you know you you never know who who's gonna die when, and they they come close to dying so many times at least. So um, when someone dies, you know of course <clears throat> you're sad and everything, but you still have to defend yourself against the next one. So, do you guys think that like was it expected that Bellamy? Sorry, a lot of, you know, I'm bringing in what I've read from the the Bullarkers who felt that Bellamy leaving Clark was out of character. What was he supposed to do? 
Well, hey, man, what already... was he supposed to do? What was he supposed to do? But that was I, mean, I would love to know season, from the Bullarkers, these smart, that. smart folks who spend way too much time on Tumblr and AO3 or whatever the fanfic site is. Please tell me what he, the fuck he was supposed to do. Stay behind? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. Like, that's I mean, the thing. I think that it was I thought it showed incredible character growth that Bellamy left her. Um, well, see, oh, she, OK, so let's let's go back to the conversation that that Bellark had. Uh, where, the oxymoron. Where Clark was like, "Don't be stupid." To Bellamy, yeah, don't be basically. stupid. You had like you inspire people. You have to be the heart, and now you also have to be the head. And she basically passes the baton to him, and um, and and just essentially says, "I'm gonna die today, so they need you." So that to me, it's like so not out of character for Bellamy. He is he has grown so much this season, and it's just like, why would he stay for her when they will die together? Guaranteed. Because when romance, he has people, Jen. I mean, oh, that's okay. kind of been... All right, so they can maybe fuck while their their shit's melting off. I, like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, there there's a point where this whole shipping stuff makes you see things so nonsensically that to me, it's so natural for Bellamy to go. You know what? He might love her. He might be in romantic love with her. I know for certain he loves. She, he has love in his heart for her. What form that takes, I don't know yet. But he also, like, she said, I trust you to do this now. You are the anointed one. Go be anointed leader in the sky. He's, like, king of the north now. And, like, there's no, like, he would be letting down Raven and Monty and everybody else if he goes, well, guys, I'm just going to stay behind here and watch my, my dick melt off when the radiation wave comes. But, you know, you guys will But he will might get to touch some boobs, so. It's you know. okay, Jen. Deep breath. I'm just so, Take like, a deep um, breath. They anger me so much, you guys. You don't even know. Like, oh. it's all right. It's okay. It's all a right, sickness. So, but I think that um, um, I, I think it wasn't out of character because that was kind of Bellamy's arc this whole season, right? Yes, exactly. Where he got to the point where he said, you know, if they don't want to be saved or whatever, um, I'm I mean, willing to let them go. What's that saying to people who, like, as people, and uh, I mean, we, we, we can speculate about the fandom all we want, but just, like, what does that say about people who say it was out of character? Like, that they don't want growth for Bellamy? That they don't want them to be separated? Like, I'm kind of really confused as to, like, what, if the choice was death, I... I, I I guess I have a hard time wrapping my head around how it could be argued that it was out of character. Well, no, I agree with you. Obviously, I have an issue with anyone saying it's out of character because he, like, I was so down on Bellamy season three. Like, they they did Bellamy dirty with his characterization. And the last thing I expected was to come out of this season absolutely loving Bellamy Blake without a hesitation because his evolution this season has been so good and has gotten me to the point where I can actually get with romantic bull arc and not be all upset about it and not think that it's uh, tone deaf in regards to the Kalexa uh, ship. So I'm like, how can you love Bellamy as a character and not love what happened this season with him? And now he is like has the status of Clark now as a leader, is an equal to her. 
um, which I would never have said any time before. But now I think it actually, it, you know, he's actually gotten to that point. But, like, but even I, Octavia like, recognized that, like on their phone call of being like, I shouldn't be the leader of this. It should be yeah, either you, you or, or Clark. Clark. Exactly. Um, so he's he's grown so much this season and he had a great evolution. Both the Blakes, like this was their season to shine. And I don't like, I don't like, is the ship more important than the character? That's, I mean, that's what and, I would ask. And, and to your point about whether or not, and, and, you know, we can talk about this more, but like to your, to your point about romantic Balark or not, I think what the six year time jump gives us is a, it would make absolute sense and not be disrespectful to, to Clark and Lexa if, if it happens, but yeah. at the same time, these kids, let's call them all 18 just for ease. Now these kids are in their, you know, early, early to mid twenties now, you know, mm-hmm. after a six year time jump, it could also be completely sold to me that romantic Balark doesn't happen. And that that is also perfectly acceptable given where we might see the characters, you know, coming out of things in six years. Cause six years is a long fucking time. And it's an especially long time when you're going from like late adolescence into like young adulthood. I mean, Bellamy yeah. was 23, so he's gonna be about gonna 30 be, now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kind so of he's gonna a, be having a like, whole, he is like, a man. midlife yeah. crisis now. And, and it's gonna and be I, like, I haven't achieved enough. In the past <laughs> 30 years. How do I roll over my 401k? Like, fuck, do I have yeah. dental when we get back to Earth? Like, it's a whole thing. Well, yeah, so let's let's talk about that a little bit in regards to the time jump, because, like, six years is a long time. Huge. So, like, so we're not going to just jump back into these old, comfortable dynamics. I think there might be I, a little I hope not. weird I'm strife be with some of if, them. If... It, I, I don't think I'm going to be like, even just in terms of unrealisticness, if uh, Amori and Murphy are still together and or uh, uh, Monty and and Harper. Um, yeah. Just so because what I do mean, you think, like, what do we think? Bellamy is fucking uh, Raven, obviously. I, right? you know, maybe, but then again, maybe, maybe and I don't not. have a problem with that. And or Echo or and any of the other people. Yeah, he's, he's fucking girl. Echo, obviously, threesomes, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, Becco so, is Endgame, so I mean yeah. that has Breco, to happen at some point. Breco three um, sums, and then um, it's like is who else is who else is up there? Monty is so Monty, Harper, Monty with Emory now, and and Murphy. I mean, and it's not even that people need to be paired up. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that like I think that if we come back down and everyone is paired off or mostly paired off, and like that these relationships like survived six years in a tin can, like. I'll give you one of those relationships surviving six years in a tin can. I will yeah. not accept that both of them survive that. And yeah, my money personally is on Harper and Monty breaking up, but Yeah, okay, yeah, me I'm I'm there too. I think Harper's a little little squirrely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Yeah. If I had to go with the the true soulmates of the show, it's going to be Murphy and Amore because they come from the they're cut from the same cloth. But I would not be sad about Raven and Murphy. Like, I think that that would be a really interesting place that they could arrive at. I um, I like the relationship where it is now, kind of begrudging sure, but where, respect. But what could but happen I don't, in six years? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, Raven just seems a little too smart for that. Um, <laughs> you know, Murphy is always going to be Murphy number one. And I think Raven well, is- Their kids is are going to be pretty and smart. And sassy. 
<laughs> Sassy. Sass. Um, that was that was kind of gay, wasn't it? It was a little gay, but that yeah, was actually kind of a homophobic gay thing. You know, you were, yeah. you were doing gay voice. Yeah, I was doing gay voice. So what are you going to do? That's uh, <sighs> that's know. me, guys. What is I'm it? Uh, I, I, I like to be secretly homophobic. Let yes, me... I do like to be secretly homophobic. Um, uh, what about you, Shaheen? What are you excited about with the time? I like to be secretly homophobic, too. Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> wait, no, 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 no. Wait, do we have to talk about the time jump altogether, or are we going to talk about, like, the flash forward? Are we past oh. the, the island, or...? Yeah, or did we just move past the island, Joe? What's going on with this podcast? I feel lost. Who the I don't heck know. is you in guys charge? are both stoned. Neither of you are paying attention. Like... Well, I am trying to pay attention. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, try, try again. Um, uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about on Science Island about Murphy and and Monty having a hug about it? Um, so do you want to talk about wanna... Echo's suicide? I want them to be best friends up in space. That's the first time they've ever had a scene together, guys. Which blows my mind. Crazy. Yeah, that was the first a, time they ever had a scene together. I want to give a shout out to the um, design department. Um, I think the different types of suits are pretty cool. The, there's the is it the arc type suit or is it Mount Weather the ones that they're bringing from Arcadia uh, and then there's the second dawn suits and then there's the infinity suits that's I guess there's only one the, the Becca suit yeah yeah um, so that was I thought that was pretty the, cool you mean the spacewalk suit uh, yeah I mean they're just the, all different types of suits that they're I, I mean like there's all I different types had, of people I know we've had like well, I know some people have had issues with the costuming, mainly in regards to Clark's warrior or um, commander outfit. Um, but I think the costuming, like the back half of the season, has been fantastic. Octavia looks great. Mm-hmm. Like that that spacesuit was so fucking cool. It looked like a suit of armor, and Raven looked really tight in it. Um, the uh, like uh, Shaheen said, the two different suits that was pretty cool. Um, like just everything looks so great. And then of course you got the flash forward, which was fabulous. Was that, that's homophobically gay too. Uh, it it wasn't, it it wasn't faggy enough. I don't. Oh my God. (laughs) You can't use that word. I can use that word. No, you can't. Gay privilege. I can um, use that word. I'm sorry, but do, but I'm sorry, but do, do lady gays get called faggy? Uh, yeah, if, if we if really? we dress boyishly enough, um, oh. I have been called a fucking faggot before. It's oh, I was like, there was definitely like a mental record scratch. Oh. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> I, thanks. So I you're you're really? a little fag fagito burrito. <laughs> oh man, I love burritos. <laughs> <sighs> I also want to talk about the conversation between Clark and Bellamy. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about some bullshit. Are we talking that? Well, yeah. I mean, do you think that that's really what it comes down to? Because it's, um, I mean, this was written by Jason, Jason Rothenberg. So this should have been what he wanted to say all along, what he thought Clark would have said to Bellamy uh, when she says goodbye to him. And I think it's kind of underwhelming that all she has to say to him is, use your head. Uh, as well as your heart. Is that really what defines Bellamy? Well, what did you, what did you want it, her to say? Like, I love you? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just like something more, um, 
something less condescending, first of all. Yeah, but, but Clark's <laughs> um, never been good at pep talks. Yeah, she. this is Clark. Like, she's not good at the emotional word things. Like, um, I'm amazed she, like, hugged him. Like, like I, the first... Like, the first thing that she has to do is, like, if she thinks that she's going to die, and I'm kind of con- convinced that, yeah, she, she knows she's going to die, then she her first instinct is going to be to look out for Raven and Bellamy and all the rest of them. So she has to tell Bellamy, take care of these guys, right? So she's, like, I think really kind of focused and driven right there. Well, and I think that she knows that she doesn't have to give Raven that pep talk. That, like, Raven doesn't need that from her. I think Raven... What Clark can give is not something that Raven needs. What Raven needs is actually Bellamy encouraging her. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's going to be hugely pivotal going forward into into their time on, on you know, in space. Because Raven can do. She just sometimes gets a little bit in her head a little bit too much and, like, loses confidence in herself. And Bellamy is really good at making you feel confident. Like, he is Mr. Pep Talk. And so... I think Clark kind of did the best, the best awkward uh, robot hug that she could. And maybe that's just how I read it. Like I read it as, you know, she gave the best pep talk she could to Bellamy. Yeah. She's not good at those. No, she's She's really really not. not. (laughs) She's she's okay. She's like, okay with, um, she's okay with Raven because she's got, she's got that go-to Raven line of, um, I always pick you. I pick I'd you always first. pick you first, but I'm like, don't, don't say it, Clark. Don't say it. It's not a good time. <laughs> Read the room, Clark. Read the room. <laughs> ah. I mean, oh, great. I, but then, but then, you know, we also sort of have a very similar thing happen with Bellamy and Echo, and Bellamy, you know, again, Bellamy pep talk to Echo and being like, hey, we need you. You're valuable. And so, this is my question: is whether or not. I mean, obviously, Becco is endgame, but really, though, like, are we going to get a romantic Becco, or are we going to have something that's a little bit more like The Expanse, where we've got um, Amos and and Naomi as sort of this uh, platonic but very familial, very important relationship where kind of one person helps mold the other one, like, mold their, like, rage and their, you know, disconnect with humanity, because um, yeah. I think the Echo definitely has that, and that Bellamy is very good at humanizing. Oh, I think Amos is a psychopath in the way that Echo is not. Wait, whoa, but whoa! That's you're, a separate whoa. issue. Wait, just a second, whoa. just a second, just a second. You're. It seems Shaheen, like you're talking from a place of authority, which would presume you've watched The Expanse. Yes. Uh, the fact that you're not that, that just, you're surprised by this, Jen, means that you haven't been listening to the podcast. You don't listen to our podcast. Uh oh. Uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> yes, Shaheen has watched The Expanse. Okay, but also remember, though, Amos says I totally bang her. So, but that that doesn't even strike me as romantic. That just strikes me as Amos being like she's hot. Which, <laughs> that's true Amos which to be fair that. she is and so is Echo so you know I don't make the rules um, I don't see. know I mean so I don't I don't like I I fun around and say Becco is endgame I don't actually think that Becco is endgame something might happen but I just mainly say it to trigger the the um, the chronic um, mad cow shippers out there um, who really need to see a doctor about that by the way um but 
I don't I don't know if anything would happen, but it see it seems like they've kind of the way the way they've had this angst, it kind of mirrors like the Clark and Bellamy angst from season one, except Echo is way more evil <laughs> in season yeah, four um, than Clark. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, than Bellamy. My mind immediately like, goes to Clark. Who, who she's, um, how many people has she killed? Um, so I don't, I think it... It's it's got that traditional setup of of um, rivals to to bed bed buddies or like ang- you know that traditional romantic angst that everybody lo- seems to love unless well, we of also course, don't know Echo's it's sexuality her. for what that's worth. Um, did, well, she's I can assume she's straight because that's what we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it, it does. It do- I mean. <laughs> It does presume it does presume that she's straight, but um, I think we've established that on the CW you can only have uh, one gay. two women. No, you can have two gay couples, but they have to be of the opposite sex. You can't have like two. You can't Wait, have but, two but lesbian no, couples. Or but there two, are no two. But there's no lesbian couple anymore. Well, that's what you think, but you have no idea what Octavia and Nyla are doing in that bunker. I mean, I'd like to think about it, but, like, until it's canon, you know, I'm not going to, like, I mean, whatever. I'll be in my bunk. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so let's not get stuck on, are you presuming her sexuality? Because, whatever. Maybe her and Raven get together. That would be cool. Um, you know, everybody wants to see all these different people have sex with one another. Like, so, Raven whatever. hasn't had a hookup since Wick. Since Wick. Yeah, and that's my presumption. Yeah, like... I mean, Bellamy at least got to bang not Clark on the on the you know hallucinogenic tea. Yeah. Um. um not yeah. Clark. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you, are, are, now are we ready to talk about the time jump or not the time jump, but the the flash forward? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about the flash. Forward. Okay. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are on board. I mean, Joe, did you have anything to say about the oxymoron conversation? Like, was it? Did it land for you? It didn't Wait, seem to I... land. It didn't seem to land for Shaheen. The the, the, the Bellamy Bell- com- yeah. conversation. Uh, I mean, again, like I think that this gets into the finale was very much. It checked all the boxes. And I know that I've mentioned this in different, uh, about different episodes or whatever. I think that I mentioned it about season three finale. I think that this one was definitely a big improvement, especially in terms of, you know, the, oh my God part about the, you know, the twist at the end. Um, I think it was a good conversation. I think it definitely, the way that, that Bob and Eliza played it was very much Bellamy is in love with Clark. I, I believe that. Um, I definitely saw that, but I also think that he, recognizes that now is not the fucking time. Um, I definitely didn't, but I, I think we saw some softening of Clark that had been present, you know, in previous episodes where she wasn't going to shoot Bellamy and while Bellamy was on the list and stuff like that. And so I think, I think it was an important and good moment. I think it was maybe a little bit heavy handed, but I also think that that's kind of where this episode was in terms of character beats, um, in Mm, terms of these conversations was like, all right, it is going to be heavy handed. It's the finale, all the shit's going down. So we're just going to be a little thick with our mayonnaise. (laughs) 
I think the uh, oxymoron bit was actually kind of cool <laughs> when Clark says only choice is an oxymoron, uh, which is kind of an ironic comment on her own um, modus operandi, which is always to say that was I, my I only choice. choice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, it was I like that, that reflection that, that she you know, she's looking back at her own record and she's like, yeah, I always justify my decisions by saying it's the only choice. But of course, if it's the only thing, then it's not a choice. It's not actually a choice. Yeah, certainly there is other another thing you can do. That's why you're calling it a choice. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that this episode was actually surprisingly funny. There were a lot of like really great little lines, especially um, with characters that we kind of haven't seen interacting. Uh, you know, Amori being really excited about Zero G, like uh, the the hug and, you know, sort of sass between Murphy and Monty. Like there were definitely some some really great humor moments, um, which again, like it, it it almost felt like watching like, like a Fast and Furious movie or something like that, where like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's action and everything's ridiculous, but like, fuck it, you're on board. You know, like, you know that it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, but you're still, you're still kind of in it. And like, you don't really know why they're like flying a car through three different buildings in Dubai, but like, you're totally with it. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on board. Let's fucking do this. Oh um, God. Anyway. Um, let's, let's, let's jump ahead to, to Clark and her, you know, Mad Max storyline. Slash Logan storyline. Slash Logan. Yes. Which does that mean? Oh, I guess I can't spoil Logan. Never mind. Don't does, spoil it. Does that mean that we're going to get a full like black and white version of, of season well, five? Well, I, I think, I, are you saying that, uh, Logan dies at the end? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Cause I think he probably does old man. It's a story of old man Logan. So it's, it's well known story. Okay. If you're into comic books. Um, yeah, so is Clark going to die? No. I just... No. S- seeing Clark have a little girl with her, I'm like, wait a minute, this kind of um, mirrors Logan looking out for a little weapon, weapon 23 or whatever her number was. Um, so so we jumped it, ahead. I think it was like maybe my favorite part of the, the, whole, um, the whole episode because it was so, it was so unexpected. Like I the thought, the time jumper were... that we were going to see it. Well, I know we were going to see the time jump. I just I think that knowing that we were going to see a time jump doesn't prepare you for what they're actually going to present to you within that time jump. So we've got we got kind of the narrative of what's been going on with the other two locations that Clark hasn't been able to make contact with them. We got that Clark's been talking to Bellamy every single day. Um, a bit, I, I don't a bit know, of clunky since, exposition, to be honest. Yeah, it like, was. Yeah, it was that kind of I have to tell you rather than show you because I'm the only thing on screen. Yeah. Um, so we 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 got all that, and then we get this reveal of of a, a, a little nightblood girl that apparently Clark she's actually has not so run little. across. Like, yeah, she's like what ten or so. I mean, um, here's the thing: Clark has not learned her la- her lesson with Charlotte. Like, I would not go to sleep on that bitch. Like, <laughs> I, you, mm, mm, mm. I, I think yeah. it's interesting because it, 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 it presents Clark with that redemption story. Uh, she mm-hmm. can try to change this girl's fate that she couldn't control with Charlotte. So I think that's interesting. 
Um, so we got this reveal of Maddie, and presumably she probably stumbled on her. I don't know when or where, but probably they've been together for a couple years. Yep. Um, Clark's giving her lessons. I don't know, like, if she's teaching her English or um, or any medical-type stuff. It seems like she's kind of taken this responsibility fairly... Um, it seems like she's she's doing what they would do up on the Ark, is get the next generation ready to carry on with the human race. Although it's yep. only her and this little girl. So um, they need, obviously there's nothing Clark can do on her own because she can't dig the bunker out by herself and right. waiting on Bellamy. So I thought, I thought everything looked great. The, the, uh, the hair, um, the, you enjoyed, the hair, you enjoyed her, uh, her manic panic, uh, hot topic extensions. Yeah. I was like, I, I enjoyed that. They, they cut her hair and they gave her, these red streaks. I like the outfit because she's totally grounder now. Um, and if you think about it, the red streaks are pretty grounder too, because none of the, she um, had the red streaks la- in season three. Yeah. I mean, um, none of, none of the, none of the sky crew do anything special with their hair besides tie it up. So grounders have always traditionally kind of, you know, used a little bit more. Or- or- they're a little bit more angsty. There's a little bit they, more black in their bedrooms. I mean, I think they take a little bit more, like if we're being honest, they probably like, I don't know, this This is really, you know, fashion-forward type of look. I think that's import, important to them. Um, so I I love the look. I love the time jump. The Six the, years is a long time. The six years time. and seven days is really oddly – it's not oddly specific, but I think the extra year and seven days is, like, is it- interesting. Why is that there? Yeah, like um, why haven't Bellamy? Why hasn't Bellamy? Haven't Bellamy and Raven come down? Why? I mean, apart from the fact that, like, I know that the bunker can't get out. Um, uh, you know, it, what's going on there? Kind of well, a thing. Well, okay, so cannibals. So <laughs> the, the other question is like the other question is I don't know if Clark is a hundred percent certain she got that signal up into the arc on time because yeah, the transmission cut out dead. in the middle of it and she she got angry and she flung the iPad off of the uh, yeah that the makes me tower. so mad that was the way I that, actually yeah that didn't that made no, absolutely no sense but there is the possibility that she in the back of her mind she's talking to no one um, that they're just floating up. In, in space in, in that rocket just dead um, due to lack of oxygen. So, um, I, you know, I wonder like what is going through her mind in that extra year and six or seven days. Like, I'm why did they do that sad. time jump? I'm a little sad that she does have Maddie. Like on the one hand, I know it's huge for her character. She's a, she's quote unquote a parent now. And Jason Rothenberg actually interviewed that was like, listen, this kid is going to change her because she does become kind of a parent. She does become a grounder, like this whole thing. But like, I really, really had my heart set on a Clark into Nell sort of thing where she kind of like, Oh my God. Loses her grasp of the English language. And she's like singing to the trees and she's like, you know, naked through the woods. Like I'm a little bit sad that like Clark is still like, you know, a rational and <laughs> that, coherent human being. That's the um, exact opposite thing that most fans wanted. Most fans were like, please don't make Clark be alone. We're not interested in seeing that again. Um, it's not good for her character to be by herself. She can't be trusted um, to be by herself. She'll start, like, I don't know, dyeing her hair. Um, <laughs> Being fucking angsty. I've decided that the grounders are basically, like, if we had to divide them up, like, grounders are totally the tumbler of 
of sort of dystopia in terms of their like complete and total extraness. Um, and Sky yeah, Crew the, is the thing is they don't know it. That's that's what makes it so Tumblr. Right. No, they they are completely unaware of the level of their fuckery. But yeah, yeah. As yeah. you say this after you shit post day in and day out from Tumblr on our Slack channel. But but it's funny. I mean, whatever. Anyway. You are so um, so you want to pretend you're ironically posting this stuff, but it's so unironic. You I actually it. print you out love memes from Tumblr and hang them up in my office. That's what oh, I do. That's you what I do with my day. Such what do you guys Lord. think about the miners? Like, are we going to see miners? So, is, is are crazy these the miners? Is the prisoners? Uh, do we know the? What is the deal with that? It's it's the the it, so my assumption is based on what what little we know. It's the Allegis Mining Company. Um, this is this is the transport they sent out that was lost in space, and this is a bunch of convicts that I guess. I, I, this is the part that that. We, that makes me go. This is allowable in the future. Like you can like conscript convicts onto your mining company ship and shoot them off into space. Like is this basically slavery? I mean, well, I don't. So I don't get it. what is mining this? here? What does it have to do with mining? Like Were they mining other other mining planets? asteroids? Yeah, they're they're belters basically. Yeah, but so here's my question. Okay, like not to be whatever. Uh, most prisoners. Uh, uh, most most people who are incarcerated are men, correct? Yes. Correct. Yes. But this so, is also the future, so maybe there's a little bit more um feminism involved here and we can get we can get an equal number of women in jail because I think that's what women really have been striving for as far as with the feminism march, we want is to be concerned. incarcerated yeah. the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you what do you think obviously those, the little this pink proves the system mean? is sexist against men? Uh mm. God damn it, Shaheen. <laughs> But like yeah, obviously the odds that they would send 50-50 men to women up into this mining ship as like prisoners, I'm not buying that. And so, you know, we, we have a limited, like, I feel like the mining ship, I know that the show isn't going to go that dark, but I feel like the mining ship is probably a very, very dark place. Um, if if we're talking about uh, unless everyone was just in cryo sleep the whole fucking time well, the ship uh, went yeah. out and we're like fuck we we fucked up and then the ship comes back and now everybody wakes up like uh, is this going to be descendants is this going to be people who were the original miners okay, who been so that cryo you, you raise you raise you raise a good question so maybe this is a possible scenario so we know we also know that nightblood was developed by by um becca to protect folks in hypersleep from from space radiation uh and i don't know what space radiation is but it's just there what if this mining ship um uh put everybody into cryo sleep and it's it's autopiloted and it's going out to some asteroid belt somewhere let's say it takes like 50 years to get there i don't like i don't know where the asteroids are like an asteroid belt is in in relation to earth and how how quickly we could get there but you know, let's say it's what does that doesn't even make sense. Why would why would a company who wants to make revenue immediately send a ship out? So okay, well never mind. Okay, so the, the ship was lost, right? So maybe yeah. the autopilot just went crazy or had a malfunction, and it you know, goes out. Siri, like goes, honestly, exactly, or Alexa. You don't know. It could be an Amazon um, ship. So it goes out like 50, 50 years into space, um, and then it's like okay. 
time to go back to Earth now. And then they goes, comes back to Earth. Everybody's in hypersleep still. They land. The ship starts unsleeping everybody. And they all come out and they're like, the fuck? Ah, I, I remember an In-N-Out burger being here. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Um, so I think there that is that a possibility be- you could have convicts that left the Earth 100 years ago, basically the, at the same age, coming back in, in that state. I think that that would honestly be more interesting than the descendants of the convicts, you know, because these are people who the Earth yeah. didn't want them. Uh, you know, like it's an entire fucking ship of John Murphy's. Yeah. So, like, what what if what if that scenario plays out and these people have been away from Earth in their perception for a minute when really it's been a hundred years? Two, not one, but two nuclear events have occurred. Like. Do they even believe Clark if she's like there and says, "Okay, this is what happened in the last hundred years"? Are they like, "Where's Where's the candy camera? This is like this. You lie. This is a joke. It's just a prank, bro. What it like? Like, what if it's just a big YouTube prank? I mean, that. How do you convince people? Like, or or if they are the descendants, um, you know, how do you like? How does Clark be like? So listen, before you guys go apeshit, let me tell you a story. About falling from the sky. It's a little and long. It's you're a little long. But you need to know the details. And but you're like, going to be struck at the end by how you're coming back down to Earth. Kind of parallels how we got here in the first do place. You see, do you see this gun strap with all of these names on them? First of all, let me tell you I have killed more people than I can fit on this strap. Second of all, <laughs> don't start shit because I'm not in the fucking mood. Um, so, you know, like, so- I wonder... Like, I know that they're setting up for this parallel, and it kind of really depends on who the miners are. And, like... Well, so so here's the deal. Like, the delinquents that got sent down were all 18 years and younger. And and many of them had done some pretty minor stuff to get locked away. Ah, uh, get it? Minor, minor, minor. Wong, wong. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. I think you'd do, do better if you were not sober. Um out i mean fair um so 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 um so you you got these kids that i mean at the end except for some dicks uh there wasn't really anyone who was truly like a hardened criminal there's nobody like super super dangerous except for charlotte but yeah except well except for charlotte so these people who were sent out are convict convicts they're like they were jailed back on earth before the ark um where you could just lock up anyone on the ark for any old thing. Um, so th- like presumably maybe they're hardened criminals and, and there's gotta be guards there, right. To, to make sure that they did the work. Um, so you've got that dynamic possibly coming into play. And I'm just if, like, if, if it's I'm still doing- the miners, if it's still the original miners, or it could be the original miners, but like if it's the descendants of hardened criminals, statistics show that if you can't escape from a bad environment, you'll be, summarily and greatly impacted by said environment. So um, I would assume that these, these hardened criminals might have given birth to some pretty to some pretty nasty people who have grown up in a really harsh environment. Um, the thing that I've been doing is trying to fantasy book who the leader of the bad guys, like who is going to be the big bad next year. Um, so far we've had suggestions of Michelle Forbes, uh, which is pretty good. 
Um, I wonder I, if these are all just like completely speculative. Like there have been no facts. Yeah, like, exactly. Like none of this has nothing. any. Ba- this is this is why I call it fantasy booking. Uh, yesterday on Slack chat, I said Mads Mikkelsen. Um, is that how you see his name? Um, he's way too big a star now to to be on the CW. Um, but that would be fan fucking tastic because that guy can act his face off and he can also eat your face off. So I mean, I, it would be like yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to do a lot of fantasy booking this whole summer, this whole I'm, hiatus. I'm, I'm really curious when we're going to start getting like trickles out of, because obviously we're in a place of complete speculation with absolutely no spoiler information, really. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it'll start to leak out and whatnot, but you know, this well, is this is very much where we were at at the end of season one. Granted, I did do a binge, but like once we're finished with season one, you're like, well, who the fuck? Wait, what is this white room? You know, it was such like a like, again, kind of a reset. We didn't really know what was going to happen. Like, I thought that it was, you know, all a simulation by the end of season one. You know, we don't really know where this can go versus I think season two at the end of season two, we kind of had a clear path of Clark leaving her people and going to go on her walkabout in the woods. And, you know, there wasn't that sort of major thing. And I think we were all a little bit disappointed at the end of season three of like, okay, you've given us a villain that, you know, is not actually a villain. It's just a, you know, an immovable force of nature. Um, if that makes sense. I still have a question about the second dawn. And okay. how, like what, what is, what happened to them exactly again? <laughs> Are we going to find out? Because, like, so obviously they didn't take that bunker that they meant to take, or did they or take did it? Or did they? Like, and they just moved like, out once it became, once they Once they got night blood, they... Yeah, they, no, So I was think it, like, it's... just, like, 10 people in there in that bunker? They can I, hold 1,200 people? Yeah, I think, I think it, like, um... I think they had like a limited amount of radiation suits or whatever. So the, I think that tw- I think the bunker people who Becca ran into when she came down um, when she came down in her rocket. So and then she gave the night blood to those people. I don't. I, that's the thing is like I still don't understand why they cast that dude as Cat again and never had him. Yeah. In the show ever again. Like of all things to kind of really drop the ball on, unless. Is it possible that like the the second dawn is is the miners? Did we no? Did we establish no, a timeline that that could no, happen? I, no, yeah, I think it's two two separate things. I, I don't think one is related to the other, other than the the um, the night blood thing, um, which is which is basically good for everybody. I mean, everybody should become a night blood. I I uh, highly suggest it. Um, so, you know, I think maybe the thing is like, I've seen the actor that has, that played Cadigan in a lot of other things. Cause I watch a shit ton of TV, but he's never like, to me, he's never been a leading role type of person. He's always been a guest star and not that recognizable of one, except if you watch a shit ton of bad TV, like I do. So maybe I'm just like, oh, he was available for the day. Um, you know, no big deal. He wasn't more expensive than another guest star might possibly be. And I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. They definitely just kind of dropped that ball in terms of, well, yeah. so what happened to these guys? Like, yeah, I, I mean, like, what is the significance of the number 12? Like, uh, I mean, is I, there is there more to mine here? Ah, hey, ah, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I would like to maybe see more 
of it if it's not trying to shoehorn the old cult thing into season five because they could drop it and I'd be entirely fine. But this um, this totally feels like us at the end of season three of being like, well, but what about the City of Light? Like, I have I have so many questions. Yeah, but the City of Light, you, we knew it was we knew it was done. I mean, we knew that this thing is still out there. Like, um, well, Becca's still on the fucking ghost eye ring, so they they never not Becca Alley. They ne- they never said point blank that the 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 survivors like the. The second dawn survivors in this bunker were the ones that started the the twelve clans. They never explicitly said that. I think we're assuming that that's what happened. Well, like I said, um, I want more answers. Damn it! But the other thing is, is like I don't think they were the. They are obviously not the only people capable of surviving because we we get the shot of the grounder over in Egypt. So I'm thinking that like the first nuclear disaster was not as bad as this death wave thing. Yeah, yeah, I think. I, I mean, that really doesn't stuff. make any sense because the first one was supposed to pass in a hundred, or they originally thought two hundred years. Yeah. And the second one is supposed to pass in five years. Like, is this um, a different type of radiation? Like, is this like the? Is this like the? E- is this like? Is this like easy radiation? Why like, why are we the, still asking like, science questions four years in? I don't know. We fall into this like, trap all the time because we want to understand, time. Joe. Every time, like this is not we, a science question. Again, this is just an internal time. consistency question. <laughs> Again, you, after four years, you should know. Don't fucking ask that question. Fuck. I think this is all radiation right. Let's do light. All, well, actually, just be done with this. <laughs> just what, be done what, with this whole fucking garbage. Yeah. Um, do you want to? Why do we do well? Actually, is if if there is no internal consistency to be expected anyway? Well, because because some some little scabs are just fun to pick at. Uh, like uh-huh. if we're talking. It's all about the fun. So like, so I had I had two I had two CGI gravity related well actually is number one. Um, well, I guess in chronological order, when Raven and it's less of a well actually and more just like kind of a funny way for them to like get around budgetary constraints when Raven like yelled at Murphy that he is not allowed to play in zero G. Um, I read that I read that less as we need to conserve oxygen as more as hey buddy. Only one of us has the budget for a CGI spacewalk, and it's not you. So sit your ass down, because Raven Raven's floating, and none of you none of you else are. Damn it! Um, but then, well, but Raven, I, I read that as her showing concern for Murphy, which eh. oh come on, this relationship has has roots in season one, and it's been one of it the was best totally budgetary. There is not you the are, money. Your heart is hard and logical, and I don't like it. <laughs> I cry every time. But like two. at the same time, as soon as they landed on the ring, there was uh-huh. no floating at all. And like, yeah, I, that was yeah. a little like, are we to assume that the, once the power's back on, that the ring starts The gravity spinning? comes back on? Or maybe do they have like they gravity boots? They just have boots, like, mag- like magnetic boots all the time. Except nothing else was floating. And so I was just kind of like, well. Well, there's, well, there's like, a gravity machine. And- and the thing, and you spin, and it goes around, and there's machine gravity. Um, we didn't even talk about being up there and them running out of oxygen and, like, the stress of that whole situation. Oh, well, how everybody was pitching in, and, well, like, then, they were sharing their oxygen with no, one another. And Echo, yes, it was like, beautiful. Ripped the really fucking think, thing off the wall. And did then you she really went think that any me. of them was going to die? 
Yes, I, I, so we, so we had gotten to the end of the episode pretty much, and only and no death, one had died except for Clark. Um, but we knew she wasn't really dead. So, like, the only I major death was Clark like Jasper, was die. like, actually, not. like, yeah, actually, I, actually, I, I actually, yeah, I thought Clark was gonna die. You <laughs> thought that the show that would, was gonna awesome. kill, you thought the show was gonna kill off its main character. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I mean, it would have been, like, a ballsy move. It would have been um, the ballsiest of ball moves ever. I don't um, know if it would have been a good I would have, move. I would have thrown shit. I would have been like, this is a ballsy move. I hate it. I'm never watching this show again. And when the show comes back on, I'll, like, watch it. <laughs> um, like, hate watch it. Like, like stalking like, an ex on Facebook. Eh. Yeah. Well, so, um, so but, what did but, you like, want to talk about with them, like, but, all but, like, sharing everything? <laughs> Like, it was so great. It was, like, the group hug that I, I didn't know that I needed. But, like, everyone's, like, giving, like, uh, Amori, like, passing up the oxygen and, and nodding over for Murphy to give it to Raven. And then, like, Echo ripping the shit off the wall because Bellamy has taken too long. And then they're all you running out of oxygen. And then, have like. a surprising like, number of feels. Like, are you yeah, feeling and then, like, okay? and then, like, and then, and then, and then, like, um. Bellamy still has a helmet on, and they were all, like, when the oxygen came back on, Echo ripped his helmet off so he could get fresh oxygen. It was like, I'm like, this is, the, like, this is, this is the show at its best and most optimistic, because I was so relieved, and, and, and Murphy and Raven had that cute little smile together, and I was like, everyone's the best, this is the best show ever, everyone's gonna hug, this is the bestest ever, where's Clark now? Oh, and we also got the shot at the end with Murphy and, uh, I'm sorry, with Raven and Bellamy, and Bellamy is like, you with me? And I'm like, she's gonna say always, she's gotta say it, I cry out of time, and then she said always, and I was like, this is the best show ever, I'm so on board for what happens up on the arc, I cry out of time. Who are you right now? Like, I, I just like... But that they got to the end of the, the finale of the season and didn't kill off somebody. I really, really didn't. I was like so happy. I didn't I want feel them like to we kill anyone. Way off. off with our death predictions. I feel like we all thought a fuck ton more people were gonna die. Well, it, yeah, but you also have to go like Luna died, Rowan died, yeah, um, but those were Ilian all like... died. Like obviously they're all grounders, and the show's racist. Um, but yeah. like I like I'm still. <laughs> There's still a part of me that's like, there there could possibly be a zombie Rowan out there. I don't want it to be over. I love Rowan. He's dead, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Shaheen, what was your well actually, now that we have like gone on a feels trip with Jen? Ah, cry every time! (laughs) Um, I mentioned it before. I just, uh, I thought that scene where Clark throws the radio out of frustration. Shaheen, what the stupid. fuck was that? It was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't the radio. It was just the iPad. Yeah, so it was like, the iPad. But, like, leave it plugged in just because the display goes out doesn't mean it's not still doing shit. Like, like maybe it just went to sleep. Maybe it was on, like, battery yeah, Exactly. Safe. I was like, when I plug my iPhone in and the screen goes dark, it's still charging. It's not, like, <laughs> mysteriously not charging. Just, you know, just try entering your passcode again, Clark. Jesus, maybe, you know, maybe take off your glove. I don't know. It's not reading your fingerprint right. Like, um, don't risk your life and climb, like, a fucking radio mast to then be stupid. Like, when you get up there, just don't be stupid. It was weirdly emotional for Clark. Like, it was a weirdly, like, letting her emotions get the best of her, which is kind of weird. Well, it was, I think it was an inappropriate thing. Like, I want her to be like, 
you better have made that up there. You better have made that tra- transmission up there. Like, I wanted her to be, like, hopeful, not angry and rip the thing out. It just felt so weird at that point in time. It didn't feel appropriate or smart. I think maybe she was just kind of, like... I mean, I guess, but it was also, like, every single thing that she tried to do in that fucking radio tower kept failing. And so maybe she just accepted that they were dead and she was upset about it. And yeah, I don't, I don't know that then, but then she wouldn't be radioing Bellamy every, every day. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe it's her journal. She keeps, you know, Bellamy is her, her feels journal that she's, you know, feeling something. Well, she has to hold on (laughs) hope because, because there's, if like, if it's just her and Maddie, like, yeah. Earth is That's, fucked. <laughs> yeah, humanity. Human race is fucked. I don't. I don't think two nightbloods can bang. Well, like they can that. bang. They can. I mean, bang. they can bang all they want, but you know, when Maddie's not. older, God, so inappropriate, Joe. God, it's so. I mean, they're weird. not banging now, probably. No, no. Like, I'm sure Clark like kicks Maddie out of the rover when she needs some quiet time, but you know. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> What, you expect Clark to go six years without masturbating? No. But I'm just saying, like, oh, I'm going to go collect firewood and then go do that off in the woods or whatever, whatever they do. I wonder what else. I'm sure Maddie has questions about her changing body. And, you know, it's a weird, uh, you know, maybe that's what the lessons are about. I don't know. (laughs) So, so I know we're, I'm like back. Family planning lessons for like a girl that was left on earth alone for all she knows. Um, so there are no dicks left. <laughs> so I know we're doing the, uh, I know we're backtracking a little bit on the, the, well, actually is, but mm-hmm. I've seen, um, these image sets that basically show that we're looking at the same set of trees, um, from the, uh, from the pilot to the finale. So presumably Clark is very close to where the dropship is. So you think they live in the dropship? Well, I'm just like I'm like why would so unless unless it's just a locate unless it's just a location that they always film at, it seems really weird because the shots are the same, it's the sun coming through the same set of trees. Um and one is you know, that that's the shot of them coming out and seeing the bright sun when they exit the dropship. And now we're seeing the same exact set of trees. Um I you would think that the dropship if it's right there basically maybe you know off off screen well the the, the but the geog- the ge- the, the geograph- geographically mm-hmm. is all right uh, i need to write down this time for for my editing <laughs> this is going to be no like, like remember when when like clark is looking out and she's talking on the radio it looks like she's looking out into a valley and there's no fucking valley near the dropship that we've ever seen so it just to me it's like what the fuck now I'm real now I'm angry. Now you're angry about hand wavy GR. I, I'm sure that this is just kind of the location that they shoot at. Uh-huh. Um <clears throat> and just accept it, Jen. So do you so do you guys think like do you think like the lab still exists and um has supplies or, or shit in it that still can be used if they can hook up another power supply? Like what else do you think still exists out there? Because obviously the rover, um there's a rover that they must have parked in a garage or something because the rover's still intact. Functional. Yeah. yeah. 
um, she's got equipment with her, like the radio um, and the little sat, the little sat radio that she has. So like, um, is, is, is her home base now the, the rover, but she can well, go to the lab when she needs to? What did Clark eat the whole time? What did Clark and Maddie eat? That's a good question. I mean, so this, this is getting into our season five hopes and dreams. Um, and when, when, it, when is that? When is that? When is, is that? In, when, it, when is that podcast coming out? Uh, well, no, I mean, like this. Well, first of all, you know, we'll let you know when 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 Shaheen and I have decided to uh, to to make a oh. season five podcast. Wow, um, if that's not a clear line of delineation. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shaheen like, will let of... us. will let you know, you quitter. But, but when we but decide, just... <laughs> occasional guests. <laughs> But like, just uh, like kind of what we want to see having finished this season, I would like for at least the first two to four episodes to be heavily flashback oriented, um, where we get to see what Clark and what, you know, the space crew and what bunker crew have been up to because, uh, you know, six years is way, you know, orders of magnitude longer than we've spent with these characters, you know, in terms of their time on the ground. So I think that there's like a lot to say. I wouldn't, honestly, I would not even be upset if all of season five was like mostly flashbacks leading up to the point of these miners arriving at the end of season five. Um, so basically, you'd want all of season five to be flashbacks, and then at the end of season five, the miners land. <laughs> it's the exact well, that, same that's shot. That's not called flashbacks <laughs> anymore, Joe. Four. That just means you negated the the time jump. No, I'm saying that like I want to see a lot of flashbacks, but like also with c- some concurrent, you know, stuff. Like I would also like to see what's been happening on the minor ship if if it turns out that they were not in cryo sleep the whole time. You know, like I would like to, see, you know, or maybe all of that stuff takes us like halfway through the season and then the minor ship opens and we see, you know, them moving forward. Like I just I don't want them to gloss over I don't want what happened with the jump between seasons um, two and seasons three to happen. I want, and we we talked about how we had a lot of problems with with that jump. And at six years, you know, like there's these are different people. You're a different person. Yeah, when you're I feel 18 like I'm the only 24. one that didn't have problems with that time jump, other than what they did with Bellamy. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. Uh, All right. Um, I think I think they're going to use um, I think they're going to use flashbacks sparingly because they've 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 used flashbacks very effectively before and we've liked them but they've done it they've done it very judiciously so that they don't overwhelm us with things that happened in the past and don't have they kind of stop doing that this season. Yeah, well, the thing is with flashbacks, it's like there's no immediacy to anything. Not it's already passed like. Like, there will be ripple effects as to what's happening in the future, but if somebody's dying in a flashback, they're dying in a flashback. There's nothing that anything that happens in the present can affect that. So flashbacks detach you a little bit from caring about what's happening on screen, unless it's a good filler for explaining what's happening on screen or how people got here, or their character development. So I know they're going to use flashbacks, but I don't want them to be like, here's your 30,000 flashbacks. Um, and there's nothing really moving the current plot forward. Um, but I don't think that they do that because they, they've been very smart about how they've used flashbacks in the past. But I just like, I hope they, I hope they like do answer some of this, like the little question. Well, this is not a little question. Like what does Clark and Maddie eat? 
Like, to me, yeah. that's a huge thing. Like, there's nothing out there to eat. Because there's, like, ferns and shit, but, like, you know, how much fiber do you need? Well, that, the thing is, though, like, that would presume that, that, that Clark and Maddie, or Clark by herself, found that, that valley immediately. Because, apparently, this is, like, the only green spot she's seen um, yeah, in her travels. Like, I mean, I'm sure that there was enough food, you know, left, like, that there were probably at least a couple of months worth of food that she survived on, you know, on Science Island, but then what? How did she find Maddie? How the fuck did Maddie survive? I have questions. Yeah, and they're all going to be answered, because um, Jason Rothenberg said that, yeah, they're going to they're gonna show how Clark survived, how she ran across Maddie, and all this kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so that will happen, and, and I can't wait for it. So let's go back to the well, actually, is... Do you have any others, Shaheen? Because I don't I don't have any others. What about you, Jen? Or Shaheen? I don't well, have any well actually, is because to me this these were two perfect hours of perfect. television. Solid. And I cry I cry every time. But I loved them. I, I, I found like hope and optimism in the weirdest of places. Um I just loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And so. you, Shaheen, did you love it, love it, love it? <laughs> I loved it mildly. Okay, so temper your expectations, everyone. Um, I guess to wrap up, uh, I would say our next episode, but we're actually on hiatus. Um, so we're still kicking around some ideas of some special podcasts with special guests over the break, and we'll keep oh, you guys posted on that. Of which I'm not privy to. Cause yeah, no, no, you're you're on the outside looking in. You're gen pop now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're one of the normies. Oh, um, we will look down on you in our ivory tower of podcasting. Um, but if, but if any of our listeners do have ideas of like stuff that they'd like to see covered over the break, um, hit us up on Twitter or Reddit or whatever and let us know. Um, Shaheen, TV shows to recommend. Uh, I got nothing. I got to catch up on season two of The Expanse and, um, yeah. What's this Orphan Black thing about though? Tell me about that. I've been meaning to watch that for a while. Orphan Black uh, is coming back for its final season. I think it starts June, early June, June 2nd, maybe. Um, yeah, there's like another wave of shows starting in June. Yeah, like, like all of the good summer shows are coming Wyatt out. Earp or Winona Earp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Killjoys, Winona Earp, and Orphan Black are all coming back. Orphan Black is sort of based on near future of where we're at right now. And uh, this woman discovering that she is part of uh, like a science experiment of clones. And so there are like dozens of her running around the world and, you know, evil science and blah, blah, blah. But the point of watching the show itself is a solid B, B plus. Yeah. It's um, ridiculous. Like it's, it's silly, whatever. It's not super si- Like it takes itself very seriously. Um, but the show itself is, is not as good as the actors who are in it. And uh, the lead on the show, uh, Tatiana Malasani, is that how you pronounce her last name? Mazzalani. Mazzalani. She is phenomenal playing, you know, all of these different characters. And uh, the the guy who plays Felix is amazing. Like, the reason to watch the show is the actors. Um, The show itself has a really good and interesting premise, but it's, the writing is nothing, like, spectacular. Um, But the show itself, like, comes together in a really good way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What about you, Jen? TV shows to recommend? Um, well, I uh, I can't. I, I keep I keep gushing over Twelve Monkeys on this podcast. You remember when I used to yeah. be on this no, podcast? No, no, I'm 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 um, new new pot. Who this? <laughs> new pot. <laughs> um, but uh, Twelve Monkeys just dropped its 
season third three. Season. Yeah, it's third season over the last. Um, it, they they dropped all all of ten episodes last weekend, so they dropped four Friday night, then three Saturday, and three Sunday. Do you think um, that was smart? Well, yeah, because well, I think it. I I did it like now. I don't like it, it because I. Uh, now I don't like it because I want more Twelve Monkeys, but it makes it made sense. Like they dropped it in story arcs, so the first four episodes hung you know, hang together well, and then move into the next three, and then you have the 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 last act. And I thought they did it really really well. Um, it, it's an interesting way for a network to present a TV show because we don't often see them doing that. Well, it's, it's just like dropping all episodes over the course of three days. Right. They would um, never, they never usually do that. And like, on the one hand, I understand somebody like Netflix or Hulu doing that, but it's kind of weird to me that a network would do that under the premise that then they're kind of expecting you to sit around and binge on their time. You know, like apart from the fact that like, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't have like the login or whatever. It, is it also available to binge on, on, on sci-fi's website? Because. Oh yeah. No, okay. I, I imagine it's up on sci-fi, but I, it, I treat it just it seemed kind of weird. Like, yeah, but to be I, like, it was actually being like watching it as it unfolded. It was a nice little three part event. I mean, that's kind of how I treated it because I was like, all right, well, I got to get around to watching 12 monkeys. And then by, you know, by the time I halfway into the first episode, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch this in real time because it's really, really good. And I want, I, you know, I want to experience this. And plus I didn't want anything getting um, spoiled for me because there's, there's, you know, some pretty heavy things happening in season three, um, with characters and identities and stuff like that. So I really liked it. Um, I just, I'm sad that I, I have to wait like another no, year I, I to watch more night. monkeys. So you, so that. you watch through the, the finale then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely would recommend 12 monkeys to people. We're still going to recommend the expanse to people. Um, watch Winona Earp, uh, when it comes back or binge it, you know, to catch up right now, if you want something kind of Slight. silly. Yeah. Silly and fun. Um, and then, yeah, Orphan Black is some good sci-fi. Killjoys comes back soon, right? Yeah, June, first week. Of, wait, it's almost June. God damn God. it. This what year is, is flying by. I'm going to be dead soon. It's old. Um, yeah, so like next week, the next two weeks, there's going to be some good summer entertainment. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll come up with some summer hiatus shows. You you guys won't have to miss out on me and Shaheen and I don't know, we'll see about Jen. Eh, I'm I'm not committing to anything. Oh, oh, you're still on oh, here. Well, wait a minute. What <laughs> do you mean awkward. I would have to commit? I'm I'm like the linchpin there. Like, uh, you get your your pin adjacent. Um Yeah, don't uh, don't don't, don't like flee. an NM staple or something like you can, you know, it can come off. There are other ones. Oh, you guys are like, you guys are like ungrateful children. I brought you. Are there any world. other kind of children? <laughs> like, you can just say you guys are like children. Full stop. Um. Anyway, does anyone else have anything to add before I wrap this wrap this shit show goat rodeo up? No, let's go. All right. Um. All right. We're done. Bother us on Twitter. May we geek again? Come, come, come yell at us, us on Let us know Reddit. what you think. Go read my blog. Don't read Jen's blog. Declare shenanigans. No, uh, <laughs> Free floating perspective at wordpress.com. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. bye.